following program contains language and subject matter that you may consider unsuitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Greetings, Earthman. Uh, His Highness the Jackal. The Jackal. I'm going to pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, the new king of Virginia. I think Jackal's a Latino. I'm not sure, but he'll give it to you again. The Jackal. Welcome one, welcome all, welcome friends, welcome foes to another episode of the Angel Espino Show. Gotcha. But you thought I was going to say you inside the jackal's head, right? No, folks, this is a, a kind of a change in the uh, rebranding of the show. I've been uh, doing a lot of thought, and we have a lot to talk about when it comes to the name. It is April 1st, 2021, and you're not being punked or fooled. This is now the Angel Espino Show with my segment being retitled to Inside the Jackal's Head when I have my guest on. So the show itself is called the Angel Espino Show. The hour that I have my uh, guest on from now on will be the Inside the Jackal's Head part because they're the voices inside my head that I interview on a weekly basis. But with that said, everybody, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I hope to uh, have a active listening audience if you guys want to call in and participate you know how to do it through skype you can always find us through looking up psn radio and uh just hit me up on chat and i'll bring you on board i have uh, also uh dropping tonight a little bit extra news from one of our good friends kaiser from kaiser talk radio who's going to join me in a little bit, and we're going to talk to him uh, about something that uh, is changing for him as well when it comes to his uh, showtimes and nights. So we have that to look forward to in on Inside the Jackal's Head, the portion of the show where I bring in my guest. Tonight I have a heck of a good guy, uh, one of uh, uh, you know somebody that I, I'm very happy to call a friend and uh, who has been... Um, on the show before, he's, he's actually been in on, on the show recently, and I'm talking about the one and only, the ever-exciting Mike Heston Rogers. That's right, Mike Rogers, the one and only who participated in the experience that is known as the Walton Experience. Of course, I'm talking about Travis Walton, the famous fire in the sky case that uh, happened in the 70s. And, uh, you know, probably, probably really the most, uh, talked about, I would say, case in ufology history. I mean, without a doubt, uh, this is probably the big one, right? This is the big, big case. So, other than Roswell, I would say this is the, the biggest, uh, thing that UFO, uh, lore has is the Travis Walton case. And, uh, he was part of that, so uh, he's historically linked, and, uh, you know, he's, he's a great guy to talk to, a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. He's going to be on with us at the 35-minute uh, mark when I hit break. Till then, I got a couple of uh, videos I wanted to play. Also, I wanted to give a, a shout-out and uh, go over some news. Uh, actually, I'm going to get to the shout-outs first. Uh, Real quick, if you guys have some time, you can check out the uh, page now, uh, re, you know, rebranded over on uh, TalkStream Live. Uh, got a hold of uh, our, my good friend uh, Bill Freeze and, uh, you know, uh, him and uh, Tom Donahue, good friends, and uh, they went over and fixed us up uh, both on the PSN uh, page and my show page, The Angel Spino Show, and uh, it looks phenomenal. 
And, uh, in fact, on the podcast, uh, tonight and on my website, angelespino.com, I'm gonna have the, uh, link up there. It should be up there now, I think. The Talk Stream Live stuff should be on angelespino.com already. If it's not, it'll be there, uh, by tonight. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's there. I know it's on the PSN-TV website. So, there you go. Lots to talk about. Lots been going on. And, uh, you know, the news, of course, as we know, it's uh, an everyday process. Where we, we have uh, different scenarios and different things that happen on a daily basis, friends. Uh, it never boggles uh, you know, the mind really anymore because we've become like desensitized to remember back, uh, just 10 years ago, five, 10 years ago when something happened and it was like, Oh my God, the, like this is the biggest thing for the last two, maybe f- three or four years, I would say. Okay. Let's go back to when uh, <laughs> Trump took office and let's just say, uh, since Trump took office, uh, it's been one of those things where like every day feels like an event day where something big is happening. And I know that's a little weird, but it's kind of like the way it feels. It really does. Um, so, you know, in the, in the world that we live in now, that is like event after event after event, you know, it's good to keep up with stuff. And as much as I hate social media and as much as I hate, um, you know, going and, uh, you know, promoting links from like, you know, the Twitter sphere or Facebook or any of these places, because honestly, if it wasn't for the fact that, uh, you know, I do the podcasting, I would probably not even be on social media, to be honest with you, because it's a haven for a lot of hate and trolls and a lot of nasty, nasty stuff. But every once in a while, you do get a nugget of good information uh, some news uh, that uh, just uh, came across my desk here, and uh, it's from a, a person who I have a high, highly amount of respect for, Rose McGowan, who started the Me Too movement. Now, if you're not familiar with who Rose McGowan is, she uh, is um, best known probably for being uh, Sidney Prescott's best friend in the Scream movie, the original Scream. Unfortunately, uh, she meets her demise kind of in a messed up way in that movie. Um, let's just say garage stores didn't do her justice. And uh, it was a very sad moment for a lot of folks because she was a great character. And she was the sister in the movie, if you remember, of Deputy Dewey. How that bloodline worked, I have no idea because he's kind of goofy Dewey and she's like, you know, beautiful and not goofy (laughs) so it was interesting like how that dynamic worked in the movie but great actress and uh she's a a person who's been an activist uh for a number of years now and of course she started the me too movement like i said now rose mcgowan is accusing twitter of trying to censor her after she uh after the social media giant she says suspended her account for what is said was a violation of its non-consensual nudity policy in a tweet slamming Vice President Harris and former President Clinton. Now, this is reported on Fox News. It says, what are you afraid of, Jack Dorsey? This is uh, directly from Rose. She put uh, a little freedom of speech. McGowan said in the video response shared by RT.com uh, Tuesday in which 
She calls out Twitter and the CEO for her suspension from his social media platform. She said, and I quote, I know Twitter is trying to silence me, and I do, and I know a lot of uh, powerful Democrats are behind it. Now, again, uh, she's absolutely right. Uh, you know, there, there are activists that are silencing all of us. And, of course, Twitter has become a uh, protective uh, sanctuary city for a lot of these activists. Remember, Twitter censored and completely removed the President of the United States. Now, say what you want about Trump, feel the way you want to feel, whatever. Your personal opinion is your own, whether it's right or wrong. But when you have the kind of lever and power to censor the President and remove him from a platform because you don't like him and things that he is saying, even though he's the president of the United States, okay, and you go ahead and you do that, and you're one of the biggest platforms to get information out to the public, what does that say about what you're trying to do? You no longer become an open source platform at that point, uh, now you become a journalistic kind of uh, place, so there really should be uh, an investigation going forward because if you're going to start censoring material people and and they they are notoriously uh, been doing that, then you know there should be blowback, uh, you know, by regulations that we have in place. I believe uh, what is it? Uh, Amendment 230 deals with that. We should look more into that. Now, the activist, Rose McGowan, said that, uh, let me see, she said the act, the uh, activist and actor had taken to Twitter to condemn uh, Kamala Harris uh, prior to the vice president's appearance at the Clinton Global Initiative Summit for a speaking engagement focused on women empowerment, which is very funny. Um, this happened last week, by the way. Uh, Bill Clinton, she pointed out, has been accused of sexual misconduct. Remember, uh, folks, uh, back in the uh, day where uh, he was, when he was president, and we had the uh, the slew of women that came forward and said that he had raped them or that he had uh, sexually abused them, and uh, he stood there and he said, "I do not have sexual relations with that woman." Talking about Monica. By the way, he said, I never uh, had sexual relations with that woman. Uh, it's, a, it's a lie, folks. Complete lie. I'm innocent. And then we find out that it wasn't a lie. That not only did he have sexual relations with Monica, he left his calling card all over her dress. And that was... DNA evidence, folks, that he could not run from. So later on, we got, I've lied, America. I did have sexual relations with that woman. I've been dishonest with you. And I'm so sorry. Will you find it in your hearts of hearts to forgive me? Now, normally, typically... I tend to forgive a fellow, you know, I, I don't like to, you know, uh, be too judgmental over anybody, even though, you know, when you lie to people, you kind of have it coming, Mr. Clinton, 
And, uh, you, you know, I give him a pass on that. Uh, because as a man, right, uh, I know that sometimes we, uh, you know, some of us like to fib and uh, we do it to cover our own rear. And it's not right. I'm not saying it's right. But I understand as a man. Now, I gave him a pass, you know, everything seemed okay for a little bit. And then he started just goofing off and, uh, you know, just uh, it, it went downhill. And then, of course, we got the eight years of Bush, which was uh, even bigger uh, disaster. And then we have eight years of Obama, Nightmare Incorporated. And then finally we had the uh, the brief four years of Trump, which uh, after everything that badly that was being done to him by the Democrats, somehow he had a good economy. Uh, unemployment was at all-time low, not just for the, the whites, uh, but the blacks, the Latinos, uh, the Asians, uh, the Indians, everybody, all of, America, all of America, everybody who was a United States citizen across the board was seeing good numbers for the first three years. And then China decided to uh, play a little game called Pass the virus to America and the rest of the world. And they did just that. And uh, whether it came out of a Wuhan lab, like everybody uh, <clears throat> knows or thinks, or it came off from the wet market, either way, it came out of China. And we know that, okay? There's no disputing that fact. Now, I do find it often kind of funny where, um, you know, some of my friends who are still on the Democrat plantation, uh, they still think that, oh, you know, Democrats are the best, and, oh, man, it's so good that we don't have Trump in office anymore. They seem to, you know, to to, 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 to have brain farts about this kind of thing. Because how can you be, uh, you know, against freedom? You know? How can you be for promoting communism? Right? When, you got to understand, when this country elected Joe Biden. It elected per, uh, a person who was compromised to China and in that compromising position because we we know he has dealings with China. That's, you know, you can fact check that. That's an unknown fact by now. We know his son Hunter is being investigated for multiple uh, wrongdoings. Fact. Uh, we know that yeah, Sleepy Joe is not <clears throat> in prime time. Fact. Uh, we also know that he is a self-described liar. Remember 1988, he ran for president, lost. Wonder why that happened. Oh, yeah. Because he lied. And he lied over and over and over again. So, that's your your hero. The guy who lies constantly it sold out to our enemies. And on top of all that, on top of all that goodness that is Joe Biden, that amazing piece of history, he's also been involved with about every bill uh, that has gone through the Congress and Senate over the last uh, 30, 40 years that has to do with crime and criminal reform. Except for the one... Trump passed, which actually uh, helped get a lot of innocent people out of jail. Uh, but, of course, Biden put people in jail 
targeting mostly African-Americans because he didn't want his kids raised in a racial jungle, and uh, he didn't want his mom attacked with baseball bats by black kids, even though he said that he enjoyed little black kids, or as he called them, roaches, uh, hopping up and down his lap. How can anybody vote for that guy? Anyway, uh, I don't know. But uh, the rest of this article, if you guys want to read it, it will be posted on uh, my website, angelespino.com, along with the podcast here. But just to uh, continue here before I get to my next segment, says, this is obscene at Kamala Harris uh, McGowan posted on her tweet. And this was on March 25th. Uh, she says, uh, on March 25th, a day before the event, according to Fox News, and I'm going to quote here again, it says, you, you're speaking with, you speaking with Bill Clinton about empowering women and girls is disgusting. Have you no soul? Have you no ethics? Ask him about being on an island of human trafficking victims 27 times. You are showing us exactly who you are. The tweet referenced the claimed uh, the claim the former uh, Clinton uh, confidant Doug Band, who alleged in December had visited Jeffrey Epstein's pedophile island in 2003. Clinton has denied ever stepping foot on the island, but uh, McGowan says uh, McGowan was suspended from Twitter over the message, uh, which featured a realistic piece of artwork by British artist Alison Jackson depicting uh, Clinton receiving a massage from an unknown woman. The social media site flagged the tweet as being a violation of its non-consensual nudity policy, Fox News reports. <laughs> now, McGowan said, let me speak. Um, she says, I am more dangerous if you silence me, she said. Remember, she is one of the uh, women who uh, brought forward the accusations uh, with disgraced Hollywood producer Harvey Weinstein of sexual assault and misconduct. And because of her, thankfully because of her, he is no longer uh, able to do that to other innocent uh, actresses coming up. And uh, she is really a, a hero in that sense because what she was able to do uh, really did save a lot of lives, I believe, from going through that uh, kind of experience. So, you know, good for her. I'm I'm happy that she, you know, did that. I'm happy that uh, she posted that because it's true. Kamala Harris is a scumbag. Uh, oh, did I say that out loud? Yes, I did. And remember, guys, I'm not just saying that because she's a woman. No, I'm saying that because she literally is no good. This woman uh, comes from a bad family. She's a prosecutor who used her position to, in you know, uh, lie and put African Americans behind bars for years. That's how she made her living and reputation. She is not an African American. She's lied about that multiple times. Her family, again, I've said it here many, many times, is from India and Jamaica. And if you look at the map, you don't have to be a gynecologist for this. Well, anyway, you don't have to be, uh, you know, too book smart to understand this. Book smart. Uh, there is no Jamaica. There is no India in Africa or in America. They're two separate places, three separate places, four separate places. Nowhere near each other. Well, they're kind of near, but not, not in the same place. She's not African-American. You folks were lied to once again. 
and sold a bag of, well, garbage as goods. Because, you know, while you think you're voting for somebody who's good, you're not. Kamala comes from a family of slave owners. True story. And her own dad took offense to some of the stuff that she said uh, when it came to, you know, little things like, oh, I don't know, facts. Like, she said that she smoked weed and everybody in Jamaica smokes weed. Which, you know, there's a lot of people in Jamaica that smoke weed, but it doesn't mean that she does it. You know, it doesn't really mean that. But, you know, facts are facts, and she doesn't deal in facts. But, uh, you know, let's uh, get Kaiser on the line here. I know Kaiser wants to uh, uh, give us uh, a little bit of information. Hopefully he's ready to rock and roll. Kaiser. How's it going? How's it going, my brother, brother, brother's brother? My brother from another mother. You know what's happening? What's happening is there's a big announcement. Yes, sir. I want you to give it to the audience. Give them, give it nice and hard and no Vaseline. Go for it. Oh, yeah. No Vaseline at all. No Astroglide either, brother. We are moving times and days. Uh, Kate will be on. Right. From 8 to nine kate's campfire the winning lineup the lead lineup and then after her as is usual you go sliding into a little fun talk at old kaiser's castle right there on castle talk radio and then after that you have your normal two hours from uh 10 uh, 12 and that will be with Angel and then that winds up with um, I can't remember he's coming over right after you still right or no 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 no, that's that's gonna be a different time for his show but uh, the the Thursday night lineup that's right folks you heard it there first the uh, the Trinity as uh, we jokingly called it the other night is uh, now on Thursday nights. It's going to be around the campfire with Kate at 8, then at 9 with Kaiser's Castle Talk Radio, and myself still at 10 to midnight on Thursday nights. Uh, Big move from Sunday. Uh, You know, this is much needed for myself and the network, and, uh, you know, you uh, joining the lineup on Thursday, I think it's going to be great because uh, it packs another night of really good, interesting, and factual conversation which this country is in deep need of right now. Oh, I agree, brother. I agree. And But, hey, here's the thing. That is the power yep. cord. Three, yep. three, three fingers on the string. And uh, it'll, it'll be a power play. It'll be a good one on Thursdays. Uh, just remember, we have moved from Sundays to Thursdays starting next week. And uh, we'll be there with bells on. Am I incorrect on anything that I just said, sir? You are correct, sir. <laughs> yeah. So what? what you want to get into some funky? Let's put on something black and sexy and do some funky poaching, brother. What oh, you I got some, about tonight? I, I got some black and sexy on already, and uh, it, it's a good. Oh, it's a, it's one of my favorite T-shirts, and you can see it here on video if you're looking at it. It's Sanford and Son. You know, Mr. Sanford himself, and it says, "How about a, a five knuckle sandwich?" 
And, uh, you know, somebody who could definitely give the world a five-knuckle sandwich is the guy who's going to join us here in a few minutes. You know who that is, right, Kaiser? Oh, yeah, Mike Rogers. He is a great interview and an awesome dude. Hopefully I can stick around and listen and maybe chime in once in a minute. You stay on the line and when, uh, when I get him on and, uh, you know, mute thyself. Uh, and whenever you want to jump in and ask any questions, uh, you'll, you'll be on there as an honorary guest of the evening with uh, myself and Mike. And uh, we're going to cover a lot. Uh, Mike, uh, of course, is always uh, good for a conversation. He always has something to bring and talk about, not just from the famous 1975 Travis Walton experience, uh, not just from the Fire in the Sky movie or anything that's related to that, but he has a world of experience. So uh, we're going to talk to him in a little bit, and uh, that's going to be fun. Hopefully people are ready for it. Oh, man. Oh. Last times we've talked, it has been a hoot because he is such a dude, and I've never met, and I told him that during my interview, I've never met such a joyful warrior. It feels like he just gets joy just from being living his life, and that's what most yeah. people need to do, even in these times. Live your life and get the joy that you can get out of it. Suck the very marrow of joy out of the bones, folks, just like a dog. You know, that almost sounded perverted. Suck the bone. Anyway, uh, but I, I, I get the drift. Jesus. Well, as long as there's no cream ring, you're good. Yeah, um, this is true, too. Good point. Yeah. Excellent point. Mr. Mike Heston Rogers, who's finally live with me. We uh, had a little hiccup there. Mike, welcome to the show. Hopefully you can be heard. Well, thank you, Angel. And uh, how are you doing tonight? You doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing all right, except for Skype. <laughs> I noticed. <laughs> uh, Skype is a pain in the butt, is it? <laughs> On your end of my end, oh. You know, it, uh, it never ceases to amaze me uh, how uh, Microsoft claims to be such a big co uh, corporation and company, and yet they can't get something like Skype to work correctly. Uh, that's why we took a little long, folks. Sorry about that for those who have been waiting on video and audio. And for those who were trying to call in, uh, like Kaiser and a few others, uh, unfortunately we have to do this the, uh, to another outlet, so we can't use Skype, uh, so we're using Facebook. And unfortunately, I can't take your phone calls unless you try to see somehow magic, see if that works. But that's the only way you're going to get on this call tonight, by pure yeah. magic. And that's not going to happen. So other than that, it's going to be a nice uh, hour here with me and the realist, Mike Rogers. Uh, yeah. And uh, you're doing good. How's health? How's uh, the living over there? I know there's a lot, of, a lot of stuff going on in your world right now that we can get into, but... Uh, for those who are not familiar with Mike, Mike, of course, became world famous uh, for an event that happened to him, not something that, that he went out and sought or or was looking for. He was just doing his job one day, and uh, this thing kind of like happened, and now it's 2021. All these years later, the event is uh, in the past, but yet you, you're reminded of it every day, aren't you? Yeah. Been 45 years, actually just a little over. Yeah, I know. I'm 43. You realize this happened before I was born. That's a thing. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I'm 74 now, and uh, I'm feeling great. I'm, I'm happy as a clam, and I'm lark and all that. Yeah. 
Mountain Breeze. <laughs> now, by the way, I'm in the mountains, and it's, it's a very nice breeze. It's a perfect day. You seem to you seem to amaze me because you're like in really good health, and uh, and at your age, usually folks start to decline. But your health has been good for you know for a fellow oh, your yeah. age. <laughs> very good, as a matter of fact. Uh, surprisingly good. <laughs> I I had my blood work done here about three weeks ago, and they called called me, you know, and they said, well, well, they sent me the blood work in the in the in the mail, okay, and then they called me. Uh, about a day later, and I said, okay, so what's the deal here? And they said, surprisingly, there is nothing wrong with you. <laughs> they said, your, your uh, blood work shows that you're about uh, 30 years old. <laughs> so, wow, look at that. Yeah. You think maybe some of that uh, craft radiation uh, that hit Travis may have floated over to the truck and hit uh, you a little bit? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I, I did have an announcement to make tonight. Travis Walton and I have finally come to terms. Oh, see, that's good. I was going to talk about that. I was going to ease my way into that because I was yeah. uh, wondering if you wanted to yeah, even bring yeah. that up. But, uh, yeah, please yeah. let the audience know what's going on with that because that's, that's big. Uh, well, music. it happened just today. Uh, uh, we were going to meet uh, at the city park here, and then we decided, we decided, well, well, he was too busy, so we did it on the phone. And of course, it was just a preliminary sort of thing, but uh, we got along fine. And and there there's going to be a remake of Fire. Uh, it's not going to be a big Hollywood production like before, but it's going to be pretty good, according to him. And then then here very shortly, like like a, a week or two from now, there's going to be a big uh, television documentary. And uh, we talked about both of those, and and uh, we cut a. A really good deal. <laughs> a really good. Good, good. Yeah, yeah. And and by the way, uh, I have already been offered 1.2 million for my book Natural Illusions, and I never even went to them, and they came to me. And then just nice. yesterday, the same people called me and said, "If you want to write a book about the real thing, you know." We want it to come from you, okay? Some just your words, and uh, they offered me two million dollars advance for it, without even me going to them. They came to me. Wow! <laughs> so, so I was telling Travis today on the phone. I says, I says this thing has really gotten involved. How we got this remake? We got the television show. I don't even know what that is. He said the television show is a lot of money, but I said altogether, if I was to do this, both these things, I'm going to do the uh, book for certain. But if I was to do this other thing, you know, that would that would be like like three point two million altogether. You know? <laughs> well, if if, yeah. if you need a chubby Cuban to help you out in any way, shape, or form, I'm looking for work. So you let me know. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I may be back on the radio soon. Tell you the truth, I may buy my own network. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, with that kind of cash, I'm pretty I, no, sure I, you I will let uh, you be. Buy. I'll let you be my producer because I don't know much about. Radio, actually, although, remember when I was nine years old, I think I told you this, I, I was in, in Winslow, Arizona when I was nine years old. I ha actually built a radio station of my own in my house, of course, <laughs> like it is here. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I'm pretty sure back then it was like, what, a, a room-sized radio? Like it was like everything was uh, from wall to wall, right? Uh, no, 
it was no? quite a bit smaller than that. No, it was quite a bit smaller. See, my dad already had a big ham antenna, okay? Oh, and, and he, so it was like a ham radio. Was, gotcha. Yeah, he was he was a radio man in the uh, – well, I didn't use it for that. That He just had that antenna. It was pretty tall. It was about 50 feet high going up above the house. You know, great uh-huh. big antenna. And uh, he taught me everything about electronics, okay? And uh, so I uh, just went on my own. I, I built this transmitter. At first, it was uh, battery-operated. Well, I decided that wasn't good enough. When it was battery-operated, you could hear it all over Winslow. It was AM, right? And, uh, and so I, I decided that wasn't good enough, so I figured out a way to pump 120, 120-volt power into it, which I did. And then I, you could hear me all over northern Arizona, all the way down to Snowflake, where I spent my summers at that time. Yes. So, uh, yeah. the famous Snowflake Arizona. Yeah, the famous Snowflake Arizona. You know, you know, I've I've bought bought some movies recently, and they they uh, there's one a uh, war movie. I can't remember what they call it. And uh, and they they're talking there about where are you from? Where are you from? And one guy says. Well, I'm a, from a little town in Arizona called Snowflake. <laughs> and yeah. they looked at you, they were like, we only know that from one event. Yeah, I'm certain. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Which happened 45 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, all uh, kinds of stuff has happened since then. It, it, for you, it has. I mean, I, last time I, uh, I spoke to you, I was uh, shocked at how much work you've done outside of that event or even logging. Oh uh, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. So I've I'm been not busy. That, I've been really busy. Yeah, I'm not shocked. And, it yeah. seems like you're the busiest one of the crew. You and Travis are the busiest ones, and of course, our good, we can't forget our good friends. I'm probably the busiest, actually. We can't forget our good friend, also Steve Pierce, who uh, comes into the rear of their end. Oh yeah, he, well, Steve Pierce and I are really good friends now. Well, yeah. we always were, but but right now we're really good friends. <laughs> and John Gallet too, you know. Uh, so basically what happened is that uh, uh, the three witnesses, right, three of us are left, yep. and Ken Peterson is somewhere down Tucson, don't want anything to do with it, and I don't know why. But he's been around, you know, they've been spotted, and uh, uh, but he won't go on the radio or TV or anything. So I don't know what's going on with him. I just heard he's around. That's all I've heard. Gotcha. So, yeah. Yeah, well, Steve is, uh, I mean, I had him on the show um Oh, man, it was a couple of years ago now that he was on uh, on one of my podcasts. Uh, he's, he's a pretty uh, swell guy. I mean, I haven't talked to him much in the last uh, few yeah. years, but he's a he's a really good guy, well, man. Yeah, he's a he's a, a kind of happy like me. <laughs> yeah, he's very soft spoken too, which I was yeah. Kind of shocked if you get, by, if yeah. you get Travis on the radio, he's kind of sort of like uh, matter of fact, he's having a little bit of memory trouble these days. <laughs> really? I was talking. Travis? Yeah, today. Yeah, that's right. He's six years younger than I am. My memory yeah. goes all the way back to two years old, you know. Mm. Uh, and I'm articulate, right? <laughs> right. Yes, you are. That is correct, anyway. sir, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ask me some big words. I know what the hell they are. <laughs> uh, what was the biggest word? Supercalifragic, uh, something, uh, something allodocious. I can't even say that one. Supercalifragilistic <laughs> expialidocious. That's the part that screws me up. But I'm Cuban, so I get I get the uh, pass. Oh, Cuban okay. Pass. Yeah. <laughs> Turn words start <laughs> different for us. Amigo. <laughs> muy bien. Yeah, muy bien. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got another so, word. 
So, so this, uh, this truth, this truth uh, between you and Travis is good news for everybody who's been kind of like on Facebook following what's going uh, on. Yeah, yes, definitely. Uh, you guys, and, uh, you guys we, were on a, you guys were on a podcast together recently, and I heard it. I mean, you guys on yeah, like yeah, it was Jer- good, Jeremy yeah. Scott, Jeremy Scott, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and that good. was uh, that was about a month ago, mm-hmm. and of course we were good buddies then, right, on the radio. But uh, you know, then right after that, it kind of broke down, okay. And I don't know what the deal was altogether, but it broke down, and uh, and then just today. It's all patched up again. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, I, I know yep. why. I know why we got it all packed up because uh, John and Steve and I were on a radio show here not too long ago, uh, about a week ago, less than a week ago, I think. And uh, that that one is uh, uh, Dave Dave Scott, uh, Dave uh, Miller Dave Miller right. Right. There's so many. There's so many names and podcasts. It's hard to keep track of. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, you're telling me. <laughs> I produce. And uh, <laughs> the last, the last show I did was uh, with uh, Howard Petrie. Mm. Uh, he's he's like the Petrie dish. Anyway, we did a show in England. Okay. And uh, I could I could see the screen. I still don't have my 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 uh, TV camera here. Uh, but uh, that show. I was, you know, I'm my happy self, right? And the English have such a dry sense of humor. And, and of course, they're prim and proper, you know? And, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I was, this lady was pretty cute, right? And so I was, I was, I wasn't being, uh, what you might call, I wasn't being smart ass, you know, I would, I just said, hey, you're, you're pretty, pretty good looking woman, you know? And, and things like that, right? All complimentary and just happy, you know. Well, then, then uh, Howard Petrie, you know, he kept me on the line, right? And he was looking at his screen and everything. He says, "They've uh, scrapped the show." And this was like five minutes after we did it. It was only a one-hour show, but they scrapped it. He said it just—it's not there anymore. He said it was live for a while, but they—it's uh, kind of like a what do you call it? A, a delayed feed, and they scrapped it. Right. Well, uh, well you know, you got to be careful because not even a compliment towards women like, you know, like, hey, you're an attractive lady. Uh, that, to oh, them it's, like, it's all different. It's all different in the United States. Yeah. Now, now, now it's like, oh, that's sexual harassment. Okay. <laughs> that was, back in our day, that was just a compliment, right? I mean, that, that's yeah, all it was. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, well, here, here in the United States, as long as you're nice to them and all that, you can say pretty much everything you want. In fact, you can say bad words on the radio, not in English. Yeah. <laughs> they frown on the That's side. true. You know, it's funny because you know you say that it's true. You know, for all the like the crap we get here in the U.S., um, you know, we do have that freedom that they don't have uh, in other places. Uh, which is funny because even uh, in Canada, for example. I saw, um, you know, uh, this was on Louder with Crowder. I don't know if you're familiar with that show, which no. is a, a really popular. I'm only, I'm only familiar with uh, Kevin Randall's show. Oh, okay, well, no, Louder with Crowder is on. He's a YouTuber, right wing, yeah. you know, but he's Canadian originally, and right. he did a, a thing where he's talking to people about, you know, freedoms and uh, there. They everybody brings up how Canada is, you know, a free society. And he's like, uh, 
do you believe in freedom of speech? And the person's like, of course. And they're like, you understand in Canada you don't have freedom of speech. They're like, oh, that's nonsense. Of course you do. And he's like, no, you don't. And he goes, uh-huh. and the other person's like, yeah, you do. And they're like, no. If you um, are a Canadian and you talk against the government in any way, shape, oh. or form, they, go, they come after you. I know right? that because I have a friend on Facebook. His name is Alan Villavance. Right. And uh, he is uh, in Canada, and and he during during the Obama thing and everything like that, he was sending me tons of stuff that was anti-socialist. Mm. And uh, in fact, back before Biden's inauguration, I was very very political on my Facebook page. And uh, one time they they eliminated a good part of it, and then I complained to them. They put it all back. Mm. Okay, that's right. And I and I said, you know, I I am a fairly powerful person. I I have a way of. Uh, if, if you're going to scream with me like that, I will go big time. And so they quit. Yeah, but you know, uh, that's a you do that here, and uh, you know you can get away with saying. That. And my example was to uh, this person was. Uh, you know, in in Canada, they'll come after you. But here in America, if you talk about the president, nothing happens to you. Yeah. You know, you know, unless you're saying, oh, you know, I want to, you know, do like harm to the president, you can have Secret Service saying, uh, "We're <laughs> gonna talk to you. Uh, you you made some threats, but unless <laughs> yeah. you're doing you're doing that, you're gonna be okay." I mean, look at Madonna. She said she wanted to blow up the White House. Oh, <laughs> if you're a famous person, you can get away with just about anything. Everything. Well, you know, we learned that from OJ. Yeah. Jesus. Yep. <laughs> you know, not well, saying he did what, it, but you right know, now, I'm just saying. Right, right now on Facebook, I call them Big Brother Book, and I have yes. never, ever had any problem with them. Yeah, no kidding. And uh, face, uh, Facebook uh, is uh, notorious for censoring, but... I, you know, I find Twitter to be the most notorious one, sadly enough. And you would think that Twitter would like kind of like be a little bit more open because uh-huh. it's you know quick characters. There's not a whole lot you can post on there, so you know you think you think they might be a little bit more open to like not censoring people. But they've gone overboard, man. Yeah, I, I get censored wow. there all the time for like silly stuff and YouTube. Um, all these big corporations, you can't, it's like, they, they say, yeah, we're in a free society, and uh, yeah, you post something that is counter to their narrative, and you're blocked, uh, put in prison, uh, you know, not literally prison, but like, you know, Facebook prison, and YouTube yeah. jail, or whatever the, the kids call it nowadays. Well, I've, I've never been put in uh, Facebook jail or prison or whatever. Uh, <laughs> it hasn't happened to me. Uh, and and I, I mean, like, daily, I... I, I, I it's, it's all text, of course. So, yeah. I, you know, it's big, big, you know, all one word, big brother book. I capitalize the B, the B, and the book, the B, B, B. <laughs> well, you, you remember, though, you, you don't get into, like, controversial stuff uh, for the most part, like, you know, a lot of the, the, the hosts here on the network do, uh, you know, where we talk about the current events with the government, the, the presidency. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you you say anything bad about Joe Biden, oh, my God, it's like you're talking about saying, you know, 
uh, <laughs> one of the saints of God or something. I don't know. It's, yeah, yeah. They've, they've they've put sainthood over this man, a guy who. Well, you know uh, what? I I used to I used to talk about him all the time. I mean, some really bad stuff, and and that's some of the stuff that they eliminated, right? But right, they put it all back. Even even before Biden was inaugurated, they put it all back. But were you like cursing at Biden? Pretty Probably much, yeah. Right. <laughs> well, uh, well, pretty starchy, yeah. I mean, I was I was big time uh, political, and I was definitely Republican all the way. Although in actuality, I'm like middle ro- middle of the road because I'm unbiased. Now, and, was this uh, pre or uh, post uh, Trump? It was uh, well. It was before Biden was inaugurated. It was it was actually during the election. I was very, okay. very, very, you know, and then, and then right up until, and in fact, even after he was inaugurated. Wow, that's that's strange because uh, normally they've been very stringent on uh, bringing anybody's comments back or anything like that. So, I yeah. mean, it might have been something that they violated their own rules by cutting you off because right. whatever you posted didn't really violate the rules. See, that's something that these social medias are doing. And I've caught on to that because they, they kind of like are rewriting their own terms of service as they're eliminating whatever narrative they don't want anymore on their terms of service. And uh, maybe what you said, they erased and they were going to update their TOS, but they didn't. And, uh, yeah. you know, you caught them at a time where like, hey, when I said this, it wasn't, you know, a violation. So what the heck? Well, you know, I've sensed that some of the stuff. Like I've I've got a bug a Bugs Bunny cartoon that I drew. Of course, I drew it along the lines of you know Bugs Bunny, but it's a, right. it's one of those kind that's kind of realistic looking. You know, it's got all the cool shadowing and everything. And I redrew that, okay, according to you know <laughs> Bugs Bunny, and and I have him with his foot up on on Elmer Fudd's grave, right? <laughs> and so, and it says in there, I absorbs the six foot rule. <laughs> and how many of us wouldn't like to observe that rule with some of the people in politics today? Jesus, and that is still on my page, my Facebook page. And if, and if you go into my pictures on Facebook, you know, you you can find everything I ever put on there. Oh wow, really? Still uh, still active? Yeah. Yeah, so, it's, yeah, it's, uh, you I mean, have so you haven't felt the real hammer of the the Facebook uh, jail yet. You've been no, uh, you you've been kind of uh, treated like Joe Biden is treated by the press with uh-huh. kid gloves. <laughs> uh, one of the last things I posted on my page recently was a, a a picture of a chair that I actually drew. Okay, but it's kind of realistic looking because everything I do is realistic looking. You know, <laughs> in the cartoon. Anyway, uh. It's a chair, and, and there's like one on top and one on the bottom, right? The one on top is like a chair, just a regular chair with the tops in the right place or anything. Well, then you go down to the next picture, and, it's, and, the, and the top of the chair is like turned upside down, and it's kind of bent sideways. It has a bunch of nails sticking out the top, you know? And then it has a plant on the, on one's on the downside that's got a flower sticking out. And then, then on one of the legs, you know, it's, it was a fine, rustic, uh, design of a chair that I actually created later. Uh, anyway, this uh, it has a ski, it has a uh, a blue ski, <laughs> and this this 
flower pot that's sitting on top of their, you know, about ready to fall off the edge is uh, pink, and the flower is, is one stem that's uh, like a, uh, a like a tulip, and it's yellow, okay? And, and the okay. caption says, the top says, uh, uh, as, as originally planned, and it says down there, <laughs> as the socialists built it. <laughs> you know, yes, that's, like new slap, <laughs> that's like a slap in the face, and that is actually on my Facebook page. You have to scroll down a ways, but it's, it's there. And they've never done anything about it. Uh, yeah, they, well, a lot of stuff like that, uh, you know, they don't really do much about unless somebody reports it. Then that's when you know you have a bunch of like anal, uh, anal people on uh, Facebook just reporting stuff, which is really like uh, that's a, another thing that people don't understand is a lot of times when Facebook bans something that we post is because there's uh, some idiot who uh, says, oh, you know what, I'm going to report this because I don't like this. Uh, well, so yeah. you have to dispute it. So you, you might have some haters that are a little bit anal about whatever you post uh, doing no, that kind of stuff. I, I, haven't, you know? I haven't found any of that yet. Uh it could be. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> well, we all have, we all have haters, man. Even the ones that uh, did, don't. Oh think yeah, we, yeah. We all have them. Here, here, uh, a few here a few days ago, I tried to post something on one of the groups. I belong to about twenty or more now. You know, paranormal for the most part. I, I belong to a couple of astronomy groups. But that's totally separate from the paranormal. Oh, and I belong to one skeptics group. <laughs> Uh, the, the skeptics thing is kind of just funny, uh, you know. But uh, I, I, I'm sure they're like, the, wait, wait, Mike Rogers and the skeptics group? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, but they accept whatever you know I put I put on there. I mean, in fact, all these uh, groups I belong to, uh, and just a week ago, a couple of those groups uh, wouldn't allow me. Uh, I, I tried to put something on, and it came back. Uh, uh, well, I just wouldn't allow it. <laughs> you know, and, you uh, know here's yeah. a good question for you, though. Uh, what are you skeptical about in the world of ufology or the paranormal? I'm a realist, remember? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm an unbiased realist. And, you know, I figured out True. why I'm so happy. I have no expectations in life. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop one on for you, and uh, I wanna uh, I've always wanted to ask uh, you know you Travis and you know the folks involved that are still with us from the '75 uh, incident, right. the Walton experience, as uh, it's been called in the book. Um, and you're actually the realist of the bunch, so you know you're the perfect per- person to ask. But what are your thoughts on like say for example like the Roswell incident in '47? I don't think it actually happened. Now, uh, Kevin Randall has done a book on that. And so yeah. he's kind of like, uh, actually, Kevin Randall is a realist. He's almost exactly like me in the way he thinks and does things. Of course, there's some differences, but uh, yep. I've been on his show several times. He did my show uh, about eight years ago. And a couple times after that, I think, also. He's a... Like, like I said, really a uh, good dude, and he has a a good perspective on things. But yeah, yeah he's uh, I think he's Major Kevin Randall. Yeah. Air Force. Actually, Kevin he was D. A, Randall. Kevin D. Randall. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good man. 
Uh, anybody who serves, uh, you know, whether it's Air Force, Marines, military, you know, I always give, give a shout out to the tip of the hat. And uh, he did a lot. He did a lot uh, for for the country. So he's one of those voices that, you know, we can't have silence. And it, it's funny because, you know, we got into this on another show uh, recently uh, where, you know, the, the media and the left uh, have been for years, uh, Mike, trying to put out disclosure and, they, you know, they, they openly talk about disclosure. And, uh, you know, there's uh, always been like the Clintons and Podestas and people in Congress who have tried to go and and supposedly go and find out what's going on, you know, find out the truth. And they, they promised yeah. for years they will tell us what's going on. Uh, I spoke to Steve Bassett uh, last year and, uh, you know, months ago, and he, you know, dropped uh, a, a couple of dates for me, which were between April and May as dates of possible disclosure. And uh, funny enough, later on, Trump signed that 180-day uh, process, which is going to open up the books uh, on what we know and what the Pentagon knows more about the UFO phenomenon. And it kind of correlates almost exactly with the dates that Bassett talked about. Uh, now, I wonder how much of Roswell is going to be in there, because Roswell, as we know, other than the, the Travis experience, Roswell is you know, the biggest case in ufology when it comes to the amount of people that know about it or have heard about it or whatever. Yeah. Well, there's like one that you, might, the one that might top all of them, and that's the Phoenix Lights. Well, yeah, the Phoenix Lights is huge too, but uh, Roswell, you know, the, for and of course we yeah, also have George uh, Damsky. We have, you know, this there's been a bunch in the in the history. That of, was almost uh, you know, sixty years ago now. Yeah, yeah, uh, but the thing with Roswell, I wonder because Roswell, like you, I believe was. Uh, an event that happened, but I don't. I'm not sold that it was UFOs or aliens. I think it was one no, of the, the problem that with crashed. Roswell. The problem with Roswell. What is, exists now is all hearsay. Right. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, that's unfortunately uh, for a lot of uh, big, you know, events in ufology. Uh, a lot of it comes out to hearsay. He said, you know, this happened, that happened. Uh, it's a lot of it's story based. You know, that's unfortunate. Uh, with the Roswell thing, you know, we we had Jesse Marcel Senior who came forward, but I I've been kind of at this for a long time where I I personally think Mike that the the incident of Roswell was we we're testing out some of our own experimental aircraft that yeah. dealt with Nazi uh, mixture of Nazi ter- uh, yes, technology. That, that's what I think we, too. Yeah, because you know we inherited quote unquote. Nazi German scientists uh, like Werner yeah. uh, van Braun and all these cats, right. they oh, came God. over to the U.S. And yeah. I think that's a real mystery of what happened in Roswell because, because, and this makes logical sense from a technical point, and I'm sure you being the realist will agree with this, yeah. whenever and you're then, working on new what's technology. Funny, what's, funny, what's funny is New Mexico is like the old school and Arizona right. is like the new school. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But the, here's the thing: when you have new exotic technology you're working on, what's what's something you do? You test it, and what happens early and often? Things crash, right? Things don't go the yeah. way you planned. You have incidents. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I think Roswell back happened then, because back that, then. now they've got well, things that we don't even know about uh, technology yeah. that goes beyond imagination. Well, now it's a little bit more controlled, and we understand how to do these things scientifically a little bit, you know, better. So. That's why you don't have the Roswell size events anymore. Now, moving on to the Phoenix Lights, 
that's a shared experience by a lot of people. I know a lot of folks that don't even know each other who claim to have been yeah. involved in the Phoenix Lights. Um, well, I, I, witnessed, uh, I witnessed the Phoenix Lights. Uh, I witnessed it. You, uh, well, I don't know if I not, told not you, that, you Have you heard of uh, picture Kurt Schilling? No. Okay, Kurt Schilling uh, is a, a major league pitcher for the uh, Red Sox. He played for the Philadelphia. Okay. Had a Hall of Fame career. Amazing pitcher. He was a pilot in Phoenix. He was flying, and he witnessed the Phoenix uh, lights. Okay, so, what did it look like to him? Same thing everybody else described, like pretty much on the same page. And, well, uh, which, you know, which event? Which event? The first the event Phoenix, or the second event? No, I think it was the, the, the second event of Phoenix Lights. Uh, the, the, well, the, the second event list. was flares over the mountain, or the way the hell over on the very Goldrod or Gunnery Range. And, of course, right. the believers all say, no, it was in front of South Mountain. Well, it was not, because I checked it all out. You know, the Phoenix Lights, on the, both events, is something that I have thoroughly, thoroughly uh, researched, probably more than anybody else, really. And it started when I witnessed it on a hilltop, uh, actually a mountaintop, in uh, Prescott, Arizona, or uh, northwest of there. So I saw right. I saw this thing come up, and it came. It didn't come from the horizon, like people said. It came from up from the ground. I mean, up. You know, when I witnessed it, there was still a tinge of twilight in in the air, right, in the sky, right. and it was. Uh, of course, it was. Uh, March 13th, 1997. Right. And I was I was uh, yeah, on that hilltop, and I had a very good uh, beta cam, Sony beta camera. And uh, I was trying to get, you know, it was analog, right? <laughs> but I was trying to get yeah. pictures of the Hale-Bopp Comet, that, which was the, the same night, right? I mean, the Hale-Bopp right. Comet was in the air for a long time before and a long time after. But that was just about the peak of it, okay? And I was trying to get video of it with that good camera, and I, I, you know, it had a viewfinder and all that stuff, so I, I couldn't, I couldn't get a good picture, right? So I put the camera away. I, I rolled it up and put it away in its little case and everything, and uh, and then I went back up there around the front of the truck. I, was, I had a four-wheel drive, a, a red Dodge four-wheel drive. <laughs> wow, that's going back, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was, and uh, uh, so anyway. Was that the, the same uh, one you had? Uh, you had when the seventy-five event happened, or a different one? Oh, no, no, that was, uh, no, that was uh, international, <laughs> international crew cab. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because in the yeah. movie they made it seem like it was just a regular truck. I think they used a Dodge in the movie. You yeah, know, because the internationals probably were all gone by the time they made the movie. At least they couldn't get one, you know, and they needed three of them, actually four of them. They 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 split one right down the middle so they can get the side side shots you know, and then right. they had three three more that were just they used one and they had two more for standby, and they were all identical each each one of those four were identical and they had you know this was a big budget movie okay and <laughs> an all star cast right, and the one Travis is doing or he uh, which we have agreed to go in on okay. <laughs> uh, he says it's not going to be a big budget movie. It's, uh, I, so I've, I've tried to get some more information of him. The only thing we really talked about is this uh, two-hour special te- television documentary, and that's supposed to happen very soon. Uh, you know, he didn't say exactly when, but 
I got the impression we're talking two weeks from now because they were like on fast tracking it. Right. That's cool. Yeah. So that's going to be worth a lot That's going to be pretty uh, quickly put together. Well, I mean, the Travis Walton experience and what you guys went through is uh, been in the lexicon for so long now that I'm pretty sure putting you know that together for TV wouldn't be too too difficult. There was a, a documentary uh, on the event that happened uh, on TV where I think even Travis was interviewed, and that was about maybe a decade ago, where they yeah. actually uh, did a reenact. Oh yeah, the event that was, as that was Travis- probably that's probably the best right. Uh, Movie, yeah, it tops the uh, Fire in the Sky because it was accurate. Yes. Yeah, yeah. and, you know, it's yeah, funny what, what I read. What you're talking about is Paranormal Witness. That's the one, and, correct, and, yeah. And the, ep- the episode is called The Abduction. Yep. And I found that to be better, like you said, than the movie. And uh, when I read the book initially, I was like, I was scratching my head because I read the book after, you know, like, uh, you know, watched the, watching the movie as a kid, and I was like, Wait a second. Why is this yeah. so different? You know, like, how did they screw this up? And, uh, you yeah, know, once you, yeah. you read the actual book and you see, you know, what the events really were, uh, it's, and I told Travis this, I was like, it's better than the movie. I'm surprised, like, yeah. that Hollywood will go in and, and try to, like, I, I always spice have one it up, about you know? In the movie, Robert Patrick played my part. And I don't even know the other name of the other guy, except D.B. Sweeney. My, no, no, no. That was with Travis in the movie. Right. I'm talking about right. it in the Paranormal Witness episode, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the guy was short and uh, uh, <laughs> kind of heavy set. Nothing like me. You know, I prefer Robert Patrick. Tell you the truth. Yeah, you, you went from like the ter- you went from like the Terminator and Terminator Two to like that guy. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> and you know, you know, he he talked with me on the phone for quite a long time. And, you know, did his character sketch by that because he came to Snowflake looking for me. And he found Travis's house, but Travis's house was kind of like run down and whatnot, and Travis wasn't there. But he came there looking for me. <laughs> you know, the, the only reason he couldn't find me, why I had to do it on the phone, is because Travis had been telling people at Paramount that I was a hermit living in the woods, that I didn't have a phone, I didn't want anything to do with any of this. Which, of course, was a total lie. <laughs> well, we know that for sure. I mean, we have you here live on the show. So if you were a hermit uh, without a phone, oh, or anything, yeah. th- this would be an impossibility. So The only trouble right now is Skype. <laughs> Skype. Yeah, well, we can thank uh, Bill Gates for that. Which, by the way, uh, Bill Gates, uh, who can't get Microsoft to work correctly, is giving us uh, vaccines. For a virus. Oh yeah, well I will never take that. <laughs> I, told, I never wear a mask. My God, matter of fact, I was in Safeway here just a week ago, and somebody says, "Why aren't you wearing a mask?" I said, "Well, it's worse than that." And I went over and I licked the goddamn handle of the uh, somebody else to use this part. You know, I licked it. Yeah. Right? I says, "That's what I think of it." And they were like, "Oh, they just couldn't believe it." You know, that's <laughs> what I think of it. I have not been sick with anything for a shit. Yeah. No, it's funny because, Mike, I tell everybody, like, if anybody should have been dead by now, it's it's me, for example. Uh, Every horror movie. Yeah, I remember you were were worried about that here a few months ago. Yeah. Every every horror movie I've ever seen starts off with a person like me dying in the beginning, right? Uh, (laughs) I have health issues uh, up the wazoo. 
let's see, I'm not uh, exactly I think what you've done is you, you, just start, you start paying more attention to your health, didn't you? No, not at all. That's another thing. I mean, I, I pay as much attention as I ever have. Uh, but I, I, when I go out, I go out and, and often I don't wear a mask. I, I don't believe in the whole social distancing nonsense. Oh, no. uh, I, I do believe in her and, and, and having a uh, herd immunity, I think that works. Uh, I, you know, whether the vaccines work or not, I'm not going to, uh, you know, downplay them too much. Uh, but I don't trust the the one with Bill Gates, for example. Absolutely. Uh, because I don't trust Bill Gates. That's a, that's a no. personal thing. I just I don't trust him. Well, uh, I don't trust the guy who's know, been his career a, I got a whole bunch of, on this. I got a whole bunch of stuff from Alan Milgrats. Uh, where uh, it was even pictures of Bill Gates saying we're get, we're going to eliminate all the black people in the world. I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. Uh, and look, Bill Gates uh, is a Democrat, and uh, you know that, that shows well, you he's a socialist as well. No, he's a communist. That's what he is. Well, that too. Uh, well, that goes without saying these days when it comes to like the left. I mean, that's what they're <laughs> adding. Uh, but, you know, it's funny, this is who he is, and uh, a lot of my friends are, uh, you know, on the uh, uh, are on the bubble of left or right or middle, I don't know what the heck they are. Uh, they they don't seem to understand that the left, have, you know, these are the ones that are still like, well, you know, we have to give Biden a chance, and we have to give this and that. And I'm like, do you understand what Pandora's box is? Do you know what you're opening up by allowing this man in office and what he has done in the, the, the last 60 days alone since he's uh -huh. taken over the presidency has been probably the worst in this country in decades. <laughs> you know, one of the things that uh, Alan Vildon sent me is a, a picture of Biden getting off a jet, right? Like Air Force yeah. One. And he tum takes a tumble, he rolls all the way down, this, all the way to the bottom. <laughs> and he lays there like he's dead. And all of a sudden, he yeah, just yeah. jumps up like nothing happened to him, you know? I'm okay, I'm okay. Yeah. I, told yeah, that, that was... I think he's heavily medicated. <laughs> well, you know, during the debates, Trump actually questioned that. He wanted them to have him checked for uh, performance-enhancing drugs. Uh, <laughs> and and the, the reason it was very funny, too, when Trump said it, uh, because he, you know, Biden had made uh, the request, I don't know if you caught this, Mike, but he requested to be allowed to go to the bathroom every 20 minutes or 30 minutes or something like that because he needed a bathroom break. And they said, no, uh, Mr. Vice President, uh, Mr. Biden, we cannot do that. That's against the rules of... You know, wet his uh, pants uh, right there, right? <laughs> yeah, that's against the rules of, of debate. You have to be here the full time and do the full debate like everybody else. And uh, he was very mad. He almost canceled that debate that he, that he did because of that. Uh, and then Trump was like, you, you want to check that guy for performance enhancing drugs because yeah. uh, let's just say sometimes he looks like he's alert. Like, and you know, we know he likes to sniff and smell, right? And uh, sometimes <laughs> it just, it looks like he's coming he down like of something. Girls, you know, <laughs> you, you yeah. know and, uh, and, it, and it looked like you get to the beginning of the debate, he was like alert, his eyes were wide open. As the uh, debate went on, you could tell his eyes started like going down, like it was coming off. Some, and by the end of the debate, he was like looking around, like he didn't know what the hell was going on. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. 
Well, you know, I don't even get TV deliberately because I don't I don't want to watch the news. Uh, you know, I used to watch uh, Fox. Okay, I don't even watch that anymore. No, uh, they've they've all, they've all gone the ways of the the extreme left uh, in the Fox. For a while there, uh, you know, they they kept at least a neutral ground, but they've you know also kind of like gone the right, way of the yeah. of the left. I mean, yeah, and, and that was, that was happening before the election, though. Yeah, CNN is completely left, and oh, Fox yeah. has gone completely right, and I'm in the middle. Well, <laughs> CNN, no, no, Fox is they went from central. Uh, they're gearing more towards the left. I mean, they were going right. For a while there, but then, like, right before the election, they started posting a lot of, like, negative Trump stuff, which was weird. Uh, the only ones that kind of still keep it, you know, pro-Trump really are, like, uh, Jesse Waters, uh, Greg Godford, uh, uh, Tucker Carlson, and well, what uh, happened, what Sean happened Hannity. Is the, uh, the socialists got to uh, Fox, too. Yeah, yeah, they had uh, a bunch of, like, yeah, in fact, they had a couple of people that worked for Clinton directly, Hillary Clinton, who joined the Fox News team and joined, uh, I think, uh, Do- Dave Dozier, Dozier, whatever her name is, the one who fed Clinton all the, the, the questions during the, uh, the, the election when she ran and she was going yeah. against, uh, uh, what's his face, uh, Bernie Sanders. And yeah. she they ended up cheating Bernie out of the DNC, uh, because she knew all the questions and, uh, she was really well prepared. And uh, the person who gave you the questions now works at Fox. I, I forget her name, but I think it was Rachel or something. Anyway, she was working for Fox News now. And uh, funny enough, they started hiring a lot of liberals around election time. And yeah. uh, even Trump was saying, "Is like, wait a second, what's going on with Fox? I thought they were trusty, uh, trustworthy. But now they're like, they yeah, well, turned code also. You know, they, they have yeah, well, Mike yeah, Wallace, of all people. What you know, just like, popped Jesus. into my head was that uh, last time I was on the radio with you, you told me about this store not too far from where you live. It actually had toilet paper, like a whole wall full. Yeah. And, <laughs> and at that time, I would go to Walmart or Safeway or whatever, and there was nothing, nothing. Yeah. yeah. You know? uh, of course, well, uh, we were okay because I had some paper towels, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I usually buy those in bulk, you know. And so that's what we used. But uh, <laughs> toilet paper, no, you couldn't find it anywhere. In fact, uh, some people you know, started dealing, you know, like these, what do you call them, chips, these, uh, your, what do you call those, uh, whatever. Anyway, you know, it's like that. You can go on the Internet and you can buy a roll of paper, a, you know, a roll of toilet paper for like five bucks. You know? Yep. Oh, no, no, the funniest thing, I saw a meme, Mike, and I think I saw it on my computer somewhere. I'll, I'll share it with you when I have a chance. Uh, it was a person who had a bag full of, like, the tubes that you find in the middle of toilet paper, like a bunch of tubes, just the tubes with the toilet paper. Oh, on. yeah. And the meme said at the bottom, only 25 cents will sell you oh. the whole bag full of tubes. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you going to do with tubes, man? Just... Put them on I your roll so you feel feel like you just had some toilet paper. <laughs> you know, maybe you can like unroll the tube and use that, but that's gonna hurt oh, the anus. Wow. That's, that's gonna create a, a little bit of a bleeder. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Well, I was lucky we had some paper towels. But you know, 
Yes, they started stocking toilet paper just about the time we ran out of paper towels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that store, by the way, uh, it's a Middle Eastern ranch store, the one you, you brought up that had wall-to-wall uh, toilet paper coverage. Yeah. And I was out of toilet paper for like a day, and I was like, you know, in a bad situation. And uh, the, the funny part of the story is I had to go do laundry that day. So I went to do laundry, and, and, I, and I feel the bubbly coming up. I'm like, oh, no. And I have no toilet paper at home, and, I, and I'm and I'm and I'm 25 minutes away from my house. Oh God, what do I do now, right? And so I'm I'm waiting, and I'm like, oh, and I need uh, I need a bleach for my laundry, and they had no bleach <laughs> in the laundry, so I had to go next door where the store was to get bleach. And then I look around, and it, it, you know, like, you ever, been, ever seen a movie where they're, like, in the desert, and they see a mirage, and they're, like, the music oh, into the background, oh, oh, and, they, and it's like that orchestra, like, oh, <laughs> Mike, I swear to you, that's what was going on in the background, as soon as I walked into the island, I saw, like, wall-to-wall coverage of toilet paper, it's like God <laughs> said, I'm here for you, my son, no, <laughs> <laughs> and somehow it, it became like right Indian music, like I felt like I was from India for like a second there, but these guys had it covered, man. You're not kidding, wall-to-wall toilet paper, and for uh, cheap, like a buck yeah. for four. And I was like, oh, what? Dude, you couldn't go to Walmart, you couldn't go to Publix, you couldn't go yeah. anywhere. Everybody was sold out. It was like the apocalypse was hitting. You know, and well, here we have this little Indian well, store, Walmart. They, 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 yeah, they probably thought that this was going to happen. It was like, you know, like that. <laughs> yeah. And so they went and bought up all this stuff. And uh, maybe they were trying to make people more interested in their store. I don't know. You know? <laughs> I mean, I would have just put a sign saying, we got TP. Come in. Oh. And they didn't have anything, <laughs> just, right? You just had to go in the store to see it? Uh, no, no, they, they they had it for sale. I mean, I, I bought a bunch I of... I mean, but, but there's no no advertising for it, right? No, they didn't advertise it or anything. They just, wow. People would just walk in. I mean, I, I thought something was happening when I kept seeing people coming out with like bags full of stuff, and I'm like... Wow, that's such a good movement, but you couldn't really tell it was in the bag. It's just like people come in with bags full of like goods. And it was like I'm not talking about big store town, like one of those little like bodegas, you know, like little mom and pops <laughs> little things. So but they had probably a, a lot of aisles. Like four packages of it, right? <laughs> probably yeah, they're probably Pakistani, yeah. I mean or I mean the gentleman behind the kinda of looked more Indian, but it could have been Pakistani, you never know. Yeah. Uh but either way, I mean, I was I was shocked, and I was like, "How do you how do you, how do you guys have all that toilet paper?" And, and this cheap. is in Florida, right? Florida. Yeah, yeah, in Florida, in the middle of last year, where nobody had any toilet paper. I mean, I, I was worried I was going to have to go home and and use the hand. Yeah. Well, I have a son who's nobody living there right that. now. In fact, was living all. In fact, he's been in the same place in near Orlando. Uh, in oh, in yeah. the city limits of Orlando, okay? And uh, he's a perpetual college student. His name is Michael Van Rogers. Ah, Michael Van Rogers. No, Brian. <laughs> oh, oh, I heard Van, so Michael Brian Rogers. Yeah, Michael Brian Rogers. Ah, gotcha, okay. And uh, was he studying up there in Orlando? Oh, well, he's a genius. 
In fact, he, he got out of the Air Force, uh, and when he was in the Air Force, he handled atomic bombs. He, he, he handled them and, and loaded them. Uh, he was in a, a department. He was the head of a department who loaded atomic bombs on airplanes. Wow. When he was four years old, you know, I could work the Rubik's Cube, but he was four years old, and so I messed it all up, right? It messed it all up. And I set it down in front of him. I went in there about 15 minutes later. My God, he had the whole thing worked out, and he was four years old. Wow. Uh, I'm telling you, something happened with uh, your DNA and uh, that radiation. I think it... Uh... It, uh, it made everybody. It made everybody in the uh, package there, you know, a little bit uh, more advanced. Michael, Michael Brian, we call him Mikey. Okay, he was born a year later after the event, right. and my son Heston, who is now a little over thirty years old, he, April. I mean, January twenty third is his birthday, so he's right. just a little, a little more than than uh, thirty years old, and he is a muse- musical genius. Yep, you talk about it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, anybody nah, wants to listen to him, he's, he's on my Facebook page. He, I mean, he's, he's there prominently in two or three places, uh, very near the top, right? Is he on YouTube also? Does he have videos on YouTube uh, located on there? Uh, I don't know what it's all on. I just, I just know it's on my page. Gotcha. I can't remember right now without looking at it because all I can see now is, is you. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, my condolences on that. Yeah, yeah, bro. If, you, if you're looking Long at my hair. video, you'd be. If you were looking at my video now, uh, live, you'd be like, "Man, you have a face for radio." Oh, okay. <laughs> so that in, was in a voice for in a voice for you. You'd be like, "You have a face for radio and a voice for a drive-through and uh, like a fast food place." <laughs> and and uh, what what is this person that's kind of like standing behind you and lower? Uh, you, you don't want to know about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> we, we don't talk. We don't talk about those things here on the show, Mike. That's uh, oh. my personal affairs, and I appreciate you stay out of that. My personal business. Okay. Thing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't say anymore. Yeah. Uh, we're a gentleman uh, and a scholar. Thank you very much. Let's get back to UFOs and something more okay. normal. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> more normal. <laughs> well. <laughs> You can call it normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, seriously though, you know, segue back into uh, you know a discussion where I'm sure more most of the audience are like uh, interested in, uh, other than the creepy uh, things behind me. Uh, you know, we we are fast tracking now. We're in April first, Mike, and we're fast tracking to uh, the mid-April yeah. in a few weeks, and then of course May, June, July. You know, we're we're almost in the middle of the month or middle of the year, and uh, it's around that time Trump put those uh, 180 days. Yeah. Uh, you told me, time. you told me, okay, you told me that you you had this uh, uh, early birthday, because my birthday is April 4th, which is three right. days from now, right? Yep. <laughs> and I told you, I don't like my birthday, but then I told you later, I said, uh, you know, if you if you want to play that if you want to play that happy birthday whatever it is video I think you call it uh, go right ahead. <laughs> I deleted it. You told me you didn't want it. Like I was like, oh, well, I don't want to embarrass yeah, you. Yeah, well, later later <laughs> I got, later I told you just go ahead. If you know if you if you really want to, if, you know, 
I don't like my birthday, but you know, I'm not all that bent out of shape with it. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it's funny because nobody likes getting older, Mike. But unfortunately, that's just the way it happens. Uh, yeah. Sadly. The thing of it is, the thing of it is, is that I truly do have no expert. I'm not afraid of death. I have no fear whatsoever uh, because I know what it is. You just simply cease to exist. And I, I have experienced experience just exactly what it's like. Some people say they've had out-of-body experiences or they uh-huh. go through a tunnel or other kind of stuff. Nonsense. I had an operation. Uh, it's been, you know, it's a hernia operation. And uh, because I had a strangulated hernia that happened right there uh, three blocks away from the hospital. It was in Payson, Arizona. I was on my way to Phoenix, okay? And uh, I was sitting there on a stool, and all of a sudden it just happened, okay? I don't know why, but, but this my hernia popped out, okay? It was what they call a strangulated hernia. And so... I mean, the ambulance was there in like five minutes because, as it turned out, that the hospital that would do this was like two blocks away. <laughs> it's just coincidentally. And oh, wow. uh, so they, they gathered me up and they took me over there, okay? And they put me out like right away, okay, to fix it. Well, I woke up the next morning. I thought it was the next morning. It was three and a half days later. Yep. And uh, dur- during that time, during that time, Nothing, zero. Yeah, yeah. I, I I thought it was a, I was thought it was the next morning. It was three yeah. and a half days later. Well, that happens when you sleep. Also, sometimes don't you have this that you fall asleep and you wake up and you're like, did I even sleep? And you look at the track and it's like, oh wow, like eight hours passed. Well, this was no bigger idea. than that. And, and during that entire th- time, I didn't know anything. I mean, there was no nothing, absolutely nothing for over three days. Nothing. And and so because of that, I know what it's like to be dead. It's nothing. And, and uh, when I woke up, uh, like I say, I thought it was the, same, the next morning. Yeah. No, here, this is going to get to like a, a little different of a topic that I'm pretty sure you've never talked about on radio before. Uh, cryo-freezing, cryogenics, and uh, folks who have themselves uh, frozen uh, believing they're going to come back in a hundred years well, or whatever not science, gonna not gonna yeah, work. No. whatever science can figure out, I want to bring them back. Uh, you know, here, here's the kicker: what if science could one day reanimate the body, but what's to say you're going to come back the same person with the same mindset? Cryogenics does not work. Uh, it's an impossibility because once you freeze the blood cells, uh, they crystallize and they Absolutely. destroy the interior. and the cells do too. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It's not going to happen. In fact, yeah, you know, I mean, the, 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 that, the, that mammoth that they found that was like uh, 50,000 years old or something like that, yeah. or 20,000, and, uh, you know, found it with, with uh, food in its mouth, you know, grass or something. Yep. And it was like quick frozen, like uh, instant frozen. And so they did a, a movie yeah. based on that, you know. Uh, yeah, they did a movie based on that, um, you know, where the, where the weather uh, – Big storms suddenly just freeze in New York and the whole uh, the whole northern 
In fact, all the way down to Mexico, you know. <laughs> yeah. And based on that, I can't remember what that movie's called right now. That, but, uh, it wasn't that, that wasn't the day after tomorrow, is it? Yes, exactly. That's what the name. Yeah. Of it. The only reason I know that is because that movie was based on uh, the the book by Art Bell, the upcoming Global Superstorm. Wow! Um, yeah, yeah. If you actually uh, look at the uh, comment section after the movie when the credits are rolling, uh, they actually plug the book, uh, and oh. it says based on the book by Art Bell and Whitley Strieber, the upcoming Global oh. Superstorm, yeah, uh, which Strieber. is a, a fabulous book, by the way. Those who haven't read it, I've read it twice, cover to cover, and it's yeah. an amazing book. Uh, well, I, yeah. well, of course, uh, I met Whitley Strieber at the 50th mm. anniversary of, uh, you know, Roswell, because I was cool. there, so was Travis, okay, and we spoke there, but during a big meeting uh, that happened, which was uh, inside of a big hangar, I can't remember the name of the hangar, but that particular night, it was raining like you wouldn't believe. It, worse than casting dogs, right? We actually had to wade through a foot of water to get to the front door of that. And, and oh, wow. Whitley Strieber was speaking, right? And uh, and right at the time, he said something very important. Big clap of thunder. And everybody was there was like, oh, my God. He's, you know, he is the, the hand of God. Is is signaling that what he's saying is the absolute truth. It was all coincidence, of course, but believers will be believers, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think there's any uh, coincidences that happen. I think everything is, you know, you know, I think everything is predetermined when it comes to like people meeting places, you know, the things that you go through in life. Uh, and I say that because look at my life, for example, and uh, I use myself as an example a lot because. It's my life. I'm the only expert. Uh, the thing I'm an expert on is myself. And I can only, uh, you know, go by what I see. And for me, for example, ever since I was a kid, interested in UFOs, interested in ufology, interested in radio, and here I am doing all those things, interacting with people that got me interested in a lot of these subjects to begin with. Uh -huh, like yeah. yourself, I've talked to Travis. I got to work with Art Bell. I mean, yeah. how cool is that? I, I was I was on his show about three times, Art Bell. Yeah, with Travis, and, uh, with Travis, yeah. With Travis, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember listening to uh, those episodes, and uh, you know, getting to uh, know uh, Art and uh, Keith Rowland from Dark Matter Digital when he was uh, the owner yeah. still. Uh, I mean, that was a heck of a cool experience. And now, with now Burns. Now it's George you know? Norrie, and and the show, my yeah. KGRA show. Yeah, uh, with was uh, number one for for yeah. quite a while, uh, and it was actually it was, it was number one on KGRA, right? But it was pushing; it was like second behind uh, George Norrie. Now, where uh, where were you getting those numbers? Because George Norrie has huge coverage. We're like a yeah, top of numbers. Well, there for a while, I was. Second to him. Oh wow! And close is a big, close is the big, the big thing. I know art for a long time, kind of. In a sense, I think he regretted selling coast to coast, uh, and you know, leaving the airwaves. Uh, that's why he tried to come back a few times because yeah, yeah. you know he missed it. But uh, coast is like an oil machine, man. They just they, they keep yeah. rolling along, and 
they, they're huge. I mean, you can turn <laughs> on Coast to Coast every night. And you know that the show that I had that I did with you on on, on my KGRA, okay? Uh huh. <laughs> well, of course, uh, Bill Forte was always my producer until right. like five weeks uh, before my show ended. And one of the reasons it ended is because. <laughs> Uh, Race Hobbs did not like you. He did not like you at all. I heard. And, uh, yeah, and, and he almost didn't do the show that I had what I was planned to do with you, right? But yep. at the last minute, he said, okay. <laughs> okay. And yours was one of, in fact, yours might have been the last show I did. Angels, as a matter of fact, now I know that. Angels, yeah. you were the very last show I did. Because, uh, okay. <laughs> Let's get into it. You know, you already brought it up. You, yeah, you, uh, yeah, you right. set it up, so might as well just yeah, talk about well, it. Well, yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Race Hobbs, only that last month, the last month that I did, and yours was one of those. There were three three other shows that he just didn't show up for, and I was sitting here right, right behind the same microphone that now doesn't work very good because of Skype. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, and I told him, I said, race one show out of a whole month. You three shows didn't even happen because you weren't there. You you wanted to be my producer. And you know what he said? Fuck you, Mike. And that was it, right there. Wow. I always wow. knew that he was very jealous of me right from the first because. Uh, Robin Hobbs is the one set up my Facebook page, right? And right. the first the first day that I had it, I had so many uh, friends requests, they wouldn't quit. Well, you're Mike Rogers for crying out loud. Of course, you're gonna have friend requests. I mean, I mean, uh, it was it was like in the uh, over over ten thousand. Yeah, that I know. Uh, now you know why uh, why he has a, a thing against me. Well, him and Bill Forte have a, a thing against me. I mean, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with. Yeah, uh, I'm some already, of that I'm familiar with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it goes uh, back to Art Bell and all that stuff. It goes back to the uh, the dark matter digital uh, days uh, because of another uh, co-host that I had, uh, Jamie, who was a uh, co-host yeah. on uh, Sky Watchers, and we had a, an incident with him. And somehow I became the bad guy, even though I didn't do anything wrong. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, you know, the the thing that really got it, uh, I think, overboard was uh, when uh, Bill Forte started getting uh, his docs dropped by another uh, person online. And it <laughs> landed on my doorstep. And I had just, uh, the reason it landed on my doorstep was because I had just been on his show on YouTube. And the person who uh, was putting out his documents uh, said, you might want to look at this before you do this guy's show again. And when I saw the docs, I mean, I was floored, uh, Mike. Uh, we're talking about a guy who uh, was guilty of sodomizing a, a young boy wow. and uh, went to prison for it. And um, did did time. He did his time for it. Uh, but still, once you do pedophilia, and you go to prison for it, and you're a registered sex offender, um, and you're hired by a network online that knows your history and puts out a statement that they're okay with your history, and then you have other people that say, but that's really messed up. Uh, 
you know, that's what brought on that extra animosity towards me because I was the person saying, yeah, that's really messed up uh, race. Uh, you really should not uh, be associated with somebody who's a known sex offender. Yeah. Who has well, he a didn't, history. He, 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 he idolized uh, Bill Forte. I know, which was the scary part. I have nothing against race myself personally. I never had a beef with him. I, I didn't even know he hated me so much until later on, and I found out about it. And then uh, it made sense because of the thing with Jamie and the thing with uh, Bill, the uh, the, the Skywatcher, uh, yeah. which, by the way, he took that name because of the name we did on Skywatcher's radio. Right, So yeah. go figure. Uh, His name was actually before. Bill Forte, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but William, we, we were doing, William Forte. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, not not to not to confuse him with the actor, you know, Bill Forte. There's another actor named Bill Forte who was a fabulous actor and a very funny comedian. Uh, not to confuse him with that guy, because some people might be looking up Ryan and be like, "Wait a second, Will Forte? That's the actor from Saturday Night Live who's uh, doing his own show now called Barry. Now that guy, not not Barry. Well, people confuse <laughs> me with uh, Mike Rogers, the senator. Yes, yes, that ha that's happened before. I, I had uh, last time I had you on. Somebody's like, "You having the senator on?" And I'm like, "No, <laughs> no, this guy's actually much more important." And they're like, "Really?" <laughs> yeah, in the paranormal, sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know what? I, I wouldn't even consider you a paranormal because I would say that UFOs are not paranormal. Yeah. I think they're very normal. Um, now, and real, by the way. It's just yeah, that I, uh, today it's gone completely crazy, hasn't it? Oh, it, it, not even today. I, I would say the last twenty years has gone completely nutty. Yeah. Now I, I'm like you. I'm on the same page when it comes to Roswell. I think that was an incident that happened because of our own technologies. Uh, there I are think some man, things that I do believe in. You know, yeah, like, man, uh, mankind has gotten very little credit for our ingenuity and in, in coming up with uh, cool yeah, things. That's right. But. But I do believe aliens exist. I do think that what Travis and you folks experienced was a real event. Uh, I do think that Betty and Barney Hill went through a real event. I, I, I tend to believe some abductees more well, than others. Well, I'll tell you something. I met because Betty of Hill. the history. I, yeah, I met Betty Hill at a, a thing over in uh, it was uh, uh, what is his name? John White put on this event. It was like in uh, very close to where uh, Betty and Barney Hill supposedly had their Thing. But when right. when I met when I met uh, Betty Hill, right? Barney was dead. Yeah. Betty Hill told me she said, "I I talked to Bigfoot in my backyard like every day," <laughs> and I thought, "What?" Of course, well. I didn't say anything to her like that. But this went through my mind, right? What in the hell? I, I think <laughs> that lady lost her mind, and and uh, she wasn't that all that old yet, right? And I, I'm thinking, my God. Now I'm wondering if if that you know Betty and Barty Hill thing ever happened. See that that's interesting because I've never heard that uh, aspect of it, and I've talked to Kathleen Martin and her niece, and she's never mentioned uh, her sightings of Bigfoot. But uh, you know it's true though when you have you know people that come out and say, "Oh, I've had Bigfoot sightings, I've had alien abductions, I've seen." Ghosts. I've I've seen the Loch Ness monster. I've seen uh, you know Santa Claus, no, or whatever. No. When you have when you have all these witnessing uh, events in your life, that's a red flag for me. 
Because, yeah. you know, how, how many people get to see a UFO once in their life without sky watching? All right. Uh, yeah. If you're an avid sky watcher like I used to be uh, before my health went downhill, I used to go out all the time and look up with, you know, my equipment and, and we'll see things streaking in the sky. We'll say, okay, that's a satellite. That could be a real object, you know, unknown. Yeah. That could be one of ours. You know, we would see things from time to time. But I've never, I've never seen, yet. I've never seen Bigfoot, for example, but yeah. I have seen UFOs, but I've never seen Bigfoot. You know, so well, it's, those, it's those kind of folks that kind of scare me, but go ahead. I, well, I, I funded an expedition myself and five other guys, and we went to Northern California just, just to blow above Red Bluff, California. And, and we had packs and everything. We were prepared for about four days worth of hiking, and we did. We hiked up over, I mean, the, uh, the, the darkest part of the Northern, Arizona, Northern California forest that we could find. And, and okay. we did. Uh, we delivered did that. And, and on the third day, okay, in the afternoon, the third day, uh, we came upon this Indian guy standing there. He was kind of an old Indian guy. He might have been about 50 years or so. At the time, I was about 60. Uh, so that was like 13 years ago. <laughs> and, 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 he, and he was the old guy. <laughs> he was an old Indian guy. He was an old Indian guy. Uh, he, was, he wasn't as old as I was. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, he said, are you guys looking for big, big foot? In it? And we said, yeah. And he says, uh, well, he says, we call them Sasquatch. I said, okay. And all the, these other guys are with me. They perked up, man. They really perked up. Now, I never did believe in Bigfoot or Sasquatch. Uh, yeah, I was just, because I'm a very inquisitive person, you know. I always have been. So, uh, you know, I, he said, we have, we have a, a, several Sasquatch living in our village. Uh, well, it, it wasn't a village like a Indian village, right? It was like, but it was a, a kind of a town, uh, well, it's kind of like, uh, there were some trailer houses there, you know, and some kind of dilapidated old, uh, house, regular houses. And, and he wanted us to come. And so these other guys are like, man, they were like all excited, right? <laughs> this guy, yeah, this, this Indian village was just a few hundred yards. I mean, like a, a quarter of a mile from where we were standing, okay? But it was in the woods, right? And, and so we went with him, right? And, uh, and he took us right in his house, which was one of these dilapidated houses, right? And, uh, he took us right in there and his wife was there, you know? And her, his wife was cooking something. He said, sit down. He says, uh, what, you, you guys hungry? Yeah. <laughs> We'd just about run out of food, right? <laughs> anyway, we sat there, and this guy, this, to make the long story short, I mean, we were there for, for, I don't know, an hour probably, and we were eating the stuff, and, and this any guy says, uh, he says, you white guys, he says, and this in the voice, it won't sound right here because my voice is that right. But he says, uh, at, least, yeah, at least they didn't say pale face. No, no, no. He says, you white guys have the name turned around, okay? And he says, uh, we don't call them Sasquatch, we call them Squaw Snatch. Huh, Squatch Natch. Squaw snatch. Squaw snatch. Right. And okay. I, I just, I just, I just, I, I couldn't help it. I laughed so hard. I mean, <laughs> and these other guys, they're all like, 
<laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I, I would stick to uh, Sasquatch. It sounds a lot better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't call them Sasquatch. We call them Squawsnatch. You know, uh, we, we we had a, a saying on Skywatchers Radio when whenever we didn't believe a story, uh, we would call it Bat Squatch. Oh. <laughs> it was a combination of, uh, and, and it's funny, you actually Google Bat Squatch, there's a caricature that comes up with like a Sasquatch dressed like Batman. And uh, the oh. reason we got we, we, because, you know, people, we, yeah, we, we came up with that because uh, somebody brought it up on uh, on the show once. And uh, we were looking at it, we were, we were laughing our ass off, and they were like, you know what, we're going to start calling, uh, you know, things where we debunk, or things we think are debunkable and not real, Bat Squatch, because they're just a bunch of batty people. Uh-huh. And then somebody uh, that we had, I think it was Paul Dio Roberts, uh, said, oh, I've heard of Bat Squatch. And they were like, what? Yeah. And they were like, yeah, yeah, they, they supposedly they see these things in New York, and they started talking about it, and they were like, come on, are you serious? And he was like, no, I'm serious. And we, we looked at uh, Google, and sure enough, there were reports of what people said were giant bat-looking things that looked like Sasquatch. It looked like Bigfoot with bat wings, yeah. which I don't know how that would work when it comes to flying yeah. if you're that big with bat you, wings. You've heard of Chupacabra, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, uh, a lot of my family lives in Mexico, right? I've told you this, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah. so I'm fairly Fairly, fairly fluent in Mexican, right? Which is kind of Spanish, right? Well, it differs from regular Spanish, yeah, because they have a lot of orderly, vato, well, that's a vato. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> orderly! <laughs> yeah. anyway, no this way. I, I used to run uh, fairly large Mexican crews, and I got, you know, I could talk to them just fine. Uh, it's got better recently. <laughs> you get I'm sure it has, yeah. Anyway, uh, anyway, I was telling these people here not too long. I says, you know what I call? Uh... <laughs> I said, I'm sorry, I laughed too much. <laughs> you know what I call? Uh... <laughs> what we're just talking? <laughs> uh, Bat watch. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Chupacabra. Yeah, chupacabra squatch. Yeah. I said, you know what I call? You know what I call? El Chupa Verga. <laughs> no, I remember, Mike. I, I know Spanish. I know exactly what the Verga means. Yeah, well, so do I. <laughs> yeah. Hell sucks. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I, I think for, for those who don't understand the Spanish and don't know what we mean, uh, let's just say, you know, uh, Anderson Cooper and uh, Don Lemon? It's kind of <laughs> the same stuff they like. Yeah, you got to talk around the bush around, right? <laughs> around the right. bush. Right. Well, you know, I hate beating around the bush, Mike. I hate to yeah. beat around the bush. I, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm one of those guys. I'm right in the middle. I don't beat around the bush, and I lay yeah. it down thick. You can shoot by the bush. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's always a fun time. Olé, olé. I, I have I have people here like yelling at me like, "Damn it, Skype! I want to get in on this. You guys are having too much fun." <laughs> I've got a, I've got a Mexican phrase. Okay. <laughs> oh, let, let us have it. I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I quit laughing. Right. Or, or, or I'll say it in Spanish. Okay. Dime. Dame. Tú vamos a pasear conmigo. Say it again. 
Tu gusto, vamonos pasia conmigo. Okay, I'm going to clip that, and I'm going to use that in a bumper one day. (laughs) (laughs) Tu gusto, vamonos pasia conmigo. Mike, that's the third worst Spanish I've ever heard in my life. i got to tell you, the third. <laughs> not the first uh, or the second, so you're good. You're, you're number three on that. You're not, I'm going to yeah. tell you, you're not top you, you know what that You know what that means? <laughs> it means, you, do you want to go make love with me? Yes, and the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. that, that's what you say to a girl, right? Yes. A Mexican well, girl, you, a fine-looking you, Mexican girl. you got to be careful nowadays. you got to be PC. You have to say that to a person of gender that is one that you are okay with to be with. Yeah. Is that politically correct enough with? Well, I'll tell you something. My voice would sound really good if Skype wasn't so screwed up. Well, <laughs> it, it, it's doing uh, decent. And, you know, Skype, uh, man, I'm going to have to get on Skype later because they uh, they really did a number on us tonight. But it, it's all, uh, you know, it's all good. We, we, oh, yeah. We got, we yeah, got by. We, I tried. I tried really hard, and they kept coming up with these stupid things they wanted me to do. Put in my number, my my verification code and everything. And, and then they would come up with these things repeatedly. I mean, just over and over and over and over. I finally gave up on it. You know what's going to be messed up, though, Mike? Uh, eventually, to get on Skype and these type of things, you're going to need a vaccination card. Are you ready for that? <laughs> oh, God. Well, then to I sign won't in. Be on. I won't be on. I'll, I'll go to Zoom, okay? Are you ready for life with that, Mike, that you won't be able to travel or anything unless you have a vaccination card now? Well, I will never get vaccinated. I'll tell you that for damn sure. It won't happen to me. In fact, I, I have a gun. I'll kill somebody if they try to come. And do it. Seriously, I'm serious. It won't happen. You know, my dad got happen. vaccinated. My dad took the vaccination shot the other day, and I was like, "Why?" Now, look, um, I, I understand that people are, you know, are pro-vaccine, and, and I don't want to get deplatformed on YouTube because I know how YouTube does it. Uh, when it comes to these kind of things, uh, and they really took one of my accounts down for uh, improper medical uh, information when it comes to the vaccines. Uh, but well, I'll tell you see... something. Travis does an awful lot of flying, right? Right. Wait till he finds out that, about that. He will not do it. I'll guarantee it. I I don't blame him. I, I had a conversation with my dad, and I was like, "Listen, I'm not against vaccines per se. I'm against rushing to a vaccine." I would rather wait six months to a year and see if there's any side effects than just rush and put something in my in my body that I have no idea or you know, Kobe Bryant what's in there. was killed by it. Kobe you Bryant. Think so? Yes, he uh, he died. Well, he died within two days after taking the vaccine. Well, Kobe Bryant died of, in a helicopter accident. Yeah. That is what we're told. That's what we've been told. Well, he didn't. He took the vaccine and died two days later. You know, they'll tell you anything to cover it. They'll tell you anything to cover it. But I know that. I know that. That's that's a new one. I haven't heard that one before. I, I'm going to put that in the conspiracy uh, journal here. And uh... that that came from Alan Vilvets, who lives in Canada, and uh-huh. is very very political, and he's a Republican, or he's, he's at least he's on the Republican side. You know. 
Now, did he get that from QAnon? Because QAnon has been a little bit, uh, well, let's just say, less than truthful when it comes to their info and their intel. Now, uh, Alan Villavant sends me the straight dope, and he's done it uh, for months now. Mm, he, he's, my friend on, he's my friend on Facebook, which I call Big Brother Book, and they seem yeah. to like it. <laughs> the strange thing about that comment, though, is, uh, you know, his daughter died. Uh, there was a, another um, coach for the, for uh, I think a basketball team that died with his kids uh, on the on the helicopter crash. I mean, if uh, Kobe himself died alone, that would be one thing. But when you have you know multiple deaths that are all recorded, uh, I, don't, I, I really doubt they all took the uh, vaccine together. So I mean, I'm not. Well, to I, just, I just know that, that I just know that I got this from Valdez that. Uh, Colby uh, Bryant took that vaccine and died two days later. Wow. Uh, one that, that I kind of thought that might have happened to was um, not Ben Carson. It was this other African-American gentleman who ran for president a few years ago. I um, forget his name now. And uh, he took the vaccine. Uh, and uh, He didn't take the vaccine, but he was at an event that they said was spreading the virus. And he was hospitalized, and supposedly he was going to be okay, and then he died shortly after that. Um, So I don't know if he took the vaccine or not. I could tell you this much. My uncle took the vaccine. He passed away four or five days later. That's right. And, you know, that's going to be the story. It's going to be the story. And I hear now, I hear now that people in Africa are dying like flies from that vaccine. Well, yeah, but unfortunately in Africa they die like flies, with flies on them, before they're dead. And yeah. After they're well, dead, the flies according, stay there. According, they, according to Bill, this thing about Bill Gates, they are uh-huh. targeting black They want to eliminate all black people. Uh, you know, that smacks of... Uh, well, that's uh, genocide, first of all. Gen- that, right, genocide, yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, Africa has been for years uh, targeted by a lot of groups uh, because uh, they want to take over that continent real bad. Uh, there's a lot of interest in the continent of Africa yeah, because their whole life came from they there. Want so. to get rid, they want to get rid of, of black people. Uh, I don't even know it's so much black people. I think it's mostly the tribes that still live in Africa because this is, there's a lot of African tribes that are, you know, in the the jungle areas, and I think they're targeting a lot of those folks uh, with uh, yeah. diseases like malaria, the flesh-eating virus that you know they had years ago. Uh, you know, it seems like all these major viruses that come from the Middle East hit Africa the hardest. You know, AIDS has ravaged Africa for decades now. Uh, yeah. They had record numbers of people dying just from AIDS. And, of course, you have the the trickle-down effect of generations also in, in some parts of Africa. They still practice crazy things like cannibalism and things like that, which inherently makes you sick because when you eat your own people, you tend to die. That's why yeah. you don't feed a chicken chicken or a cow, cow, you know, yeah. or burgers yeah. or whatever because they get sick, and that's how mad cow disease started because they were feeding yeah. cows cow. And uh, the cow's like, moo, we don't like this. And they start dropping dead. And so they're going, going crazy. And in Africa, well, there's a big, there's, I actually saw a documentary about that not long ago about a whole tribe of Africa. They were, like, dying early. And they couldn't figure out for decades what it was. They thought it was demons killing them. And it turned out some doctors in America went to Africa, studied it, 
And they figured out it's because they're eating their own flesh. They're eating the dead. Yeah. And well, when the they eliminated is- that, now it's the, now the disease has gone down. I forgot the name, right. of it, but it's well, a DNA disease. And between, it's caused dependent on that. Between Snowflake and Holbrook, they used to have a lot of pig farms, right? Yeah. And I know, I know that they would feed uh, pig, pigs back. To, they would pe- feed these pigs pig meat mixed with uh, grain and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, then all of a sudden, the uh, pig farms disappeared. Yeah. Well, you have to because here's the thing: um, if those pigs start coming down with this disease, it's the same thing that happens in like uh, you know any anything that serves meat. For example, when there's a contamination, you have to eliminate all the equipment. It's yeah. not just scrubbing it down. When it comes to this particular illness, that it comes to uh, cannibal, when it comes to cannibalism, you literally cannot keep that equipment. If, if, if there's mad cow disease. And they take the cows that are infected and they start chopping them up and doing the things with them. And they find out that the cow had the disease. Everything has to go, whether it's butcher knives, machines that they, you know, put the cow through, whatever, grinders or whatever. All that stuff has to go because the disease can stay yep. in there even if you clean it. So you have to, like, kind of rework the the entire process and bring on new machines. Well, there, it was a big thing, you know, yeah. the major export of pork. Right there from Snowflake, right? Wow. And now now it's not. Now they don't do it. It's just uh, gone. Yeah, it probably uh, bankrupt them. And imagine all the people that got sick from any of that, that horrible pork. <laughs> well, I don't eat pork. Uh, I it used to eat bacon. Man. I used to eat bacon. I, I won't even eat that anymore. No. Yeah, I went vegetarian for about 15 years, no kidding, uh, from 93, I think, for for 15, 16 years. Then I slowly incorporated, like, chicken and fish back in my diet because I needed protein. And, uh, you know, now it's like I only eat mostly vegetarian food, but I do eat fish on, on occasion just to get, you know, the protein. But I've always tried, you know, I kept kind of eliminating chicken and stuff. And even fish is kind of iffy. Now, it's not because I'm disgusted by meat or anything like that. Now, you know, that's not it. But it's because you don't know what they're putting in that food. Right. You don't know what they're putting in those animals. The hormones, the the steroids, the abuse they put the animals through, the torture, the fact that you don't know they're being cannibalized by other animals, and then you're being fed those animals. The you know the chickens eat roaches for crying out loud. So, you know, there's a lot of things that they you know go into the process before it goes into your plate, where it's pretty gross, and oh. uh, that's one of the reasons why I you know I tend to kind of stay away from eating meat now because when you realize what you're eating, and you don't know what they're putting into the food, it gets a little scary. Uh, McDonald's got in trouble uh, for this, Mike. I don't know if you saw this report a while back. Because there was reports that they were feeding people horse meat. <laughs> well, I'll tell you something. I don't eat any of that stuff. You know what I eat now? I eat canned, high-grade high canned chicken. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. That's That's, what I uh, eat. that's genetically uh, grown chickens. Yeah. Yeah, not, well, not yeah. in a chicken farm where like, they're all like, cramped in a little cage and beaten to death. Uh, those are usually a little bit more kosher, as you would say. Yeah. Well, they, down down 
my family used to used to own uh, chicken farms right there in a place called Lavaron. <laughs> Lavaron. Lavaron. Anyway, Lavaron. 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 Right. And uh, they, yeah, they did that right there. And uh, I thought, man, they they have these uh, chickens so up upbred or downbred, whatever you call it. They weren't even chickens anymore. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, that very disturbing to me. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, for, for, for those who, uh, you know, don't understand the, the whole process of, like, you know, having livestock for food, uh, it's pretty disturbing when you see what happens to these animals and where they, they are put to the yeah. wind. If you're well, a believer I, I, in God, I, I do, you know, you should have an I issue do, with it. <laughs> I do eat beef stew, okay? I eat beef stew. Yeah. Uh, but high-grade beef stew. <laughs> Which uh, is good stuff, uh, beef stew, yeah. by the way. Yeah. And I, I bone, eat... Uh, bone stew is good, too, like, you know, uh, beef bone uh, soup. High-grade uh, high canned chicken, yeah. 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 White no, meat. That White good meat. For, yeah. <laughs> Just stay away from the pork. I mean, it's that's no good. Oh, definitely. I uh, yeah. I avoid that like the plague. <laughs> Which is funny because for a long time, one of the biggest stocks in uh, the stock industry was pork bellies. Yeah, right. Go figure. They even used that as a running joke in uh, Trading Places. Remember that movie with Eddie Murphy in the eighties? Yeah, right. Whittemore. Remember those two guys, the old guys. Uh, they made out. They made millions selling stock on pork bellies, and legitimately, oh, yeah. that was huge in the eighties. Pork bellies and pork products uh, made millions of dollars for people in in Wall Street uh, because people like bacon, people like their pork. Go yeah. figure. So I mean, that that industry is like one of those the biggest industries in the planet, and again, it's a, a filthy animal. Rolls around in his own poo. I'll tell you it. something. I do eat eggs, okay? I eat eggs like, but I but I eat them scrambled, okay? I don't eat anything fried. I don't yeah. eat anything fried. Uh, but I do, eat eggs. do you do you like eggs on a microwave? Have you ever done that? Yes, I do eat because microwave is not what people think. It does not radiate, or uh, it's not radiation. It's, it, scientifically, microwave is very good and very pure. It's not radiation. <laughs> and, well, and of course, I'd, I'd, have, I'd have radiation poisoning because I eat everything on a microwave. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I have a microwave. It's a, it's a rather small, right, you know. But, you know, it'll, it'll cook a, a full plate, you know, a large plate. And uh, I put I put eggs in a in a microwave bowl, you know, and I scramble them up and then I cook them very quick because I like do two eggs at a time, right? I just right. scramble them up and and uh, it takes like a minute to cook them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I eat that and I'll put a little bit of ketchup on it or cheese yep. or something like that, you know. Yeah. So eggs is actually my biggest uh, number one source of protein, right? And uh, canned chicken. (laughs) And beef stew. (laughs) Yeah. 
You know, you know what? It's also like, uh, and I've and I found this uh, to be kind of surprising, but what's really also uh, recommended by a lot of like, uh, not so much health experts, but by survivalists, uh, spam, of all things, which oh, is made with, yeah. with pork and stuff, but. Uh, you know, spam that goes through a process my, my where it lasts a long time. Yeah. My ex-girlfriend used to love that. She would fry it. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't eat it. <laughs> I, wouldn't I eat don't it. blame you. It's a disgusting taste, though. But people that are survivalists, uh, I mean, you could open a can of Spam 10 years later and it's still good to eat. Yeah. Well, I don't even have Hopefully. any of that in my cupboards. <laughs> you know, yeah. I have a lot of everything in my cupboards. In fact, my cupboards are well stocked. They actually, uh, soup, uh, all kinds of soup. I I prefer uh, the runny kind because because <laughs> you know you know if I can't open a can of that Progresso, right? Progresso, and and if you get the kind that that's kind of runny, I mean, if you open it up and I'll pour it. Sometimes you can pour half of it out because because that's where the crap is right it's yeah. in that water right well yep. i pour it out and then i you know have a half a half a can of actual soup and uh, i eat that sometimes you know <laughs> once in a while <laughs> yeah yeah so they they make sure all the uh, ingredients to keep it like uh you know viable to eat for weeks and weeks and weeks uh like yeah. uh msg yeah sodium it's glutamate, all it's all is... in the water it's all in the water yeah, yeah. Well, MSG is just uh, like uh, a flavor enhancer that they pour into the water. Yeah, uh, well, and it's a, it's a preservative also. It gives you a headache. Yeah, well, it got, that and it might cause cancer, according to a lot of research also. So, yeah, yeah uh, sodium glutamate is not your best friend. Uh, and well, yet, I'll tell you what. it's in about everything that we eat, Mike. You know that, right? Like, just about yeah. everything has MSG right. in it. Right, yeah. Yep. Well, I try what to avoid tell it. us. Well, I, mean, yeah, I mean, for those who don't know, you might be sitting listening to us right now, or watching on the on the YouTube feed, and you might be feasting on like some Dorito chips, right? Look at the back <laughs> of the Doritos bag. Oh my God, I don't need on the sodium glutamate. And oh yeah. No matter what, I, no, no matter what your munchies I, are, I, I won't eat there. that stuff. You know what I eat mostly? Whole wheat bread. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, they, they, it's, that's before they bleach it and turn it into white bread. Yeah, right. Another thing uh, people I don't, don't like know, white the, bread. My yeah. son likes white bread, but I don't. I, I mean, I was brought up on actual whole wheat bread. My grandmother yeah. Roger used to bake it. Oh my god! And oh, and oh, uh, meat. She, she would cook elk, and she would cook oh, it for like yeah. all day long. Right. And yeah. that stuff was the best damn tasting stuff. You, I mean, mm. and, and she, was, off the bone. she was a Mexican from, from Morales, Mexico. Okay. Uh, but she was only half Mexican, uh, which means that I'm a 16th Mexican, right? <laughs> anyway. Carry the um, one. Yeah, that's about right, about 16th, 17th. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> According to you, know, you have that. more. You have more yeah. Mexican in you than Elizabeth Warren has Native American in her. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, my son Heston, right? He is a spitting image of my grandfather Rogers, oh, and okay. that's three generations, right? Because he was my grandfather, so he's my son's uh, great grandfather. Great grandfather, correct? Yeah. But he is a spitting image. I have a I have a picture of him. 
my my grandfather Rogers is a spitting image of Heston Rogers. I mean, you would you would swear, swear they're the same person. And he acts I, like him. They they tell me that about me and my grandfather. Believe it or not, that I, I look more like yeah. him than I do my my dad. And he was bald also. My dad has a full head of hair. God damn him, like bastard. Yeah. He has. He's like well, my grandfather, picture of my grandfather Rogers when he was like 12 years old, he looks just like me. Oh, wow. And my, my son Heston looks just like him when he was about uh, 20. Wow. Well, yeah. you know, say that's how genes work. Genetics. Yeah. Well, now with the vaccine, we're going to have a genetic uh, replacement. So who knows what their kids are going to look like? If the kids start, if other kids not start coming out looking like Bill Gates, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> well, <laughs> Travis already has a problem with that because uh, he is uh, from a, a, a doctor who was uh, impregnating women you know, improperly, you know. And so there's a whole lot of people that look like Travis Walton in the world. I mean, at least there's, no. there's, there's several, yeah. Do you think that there's a, a possibility that he has like a, a bunch of seeds out there that he doesn't know about? Very possibly. In fact, it troubles him. It troubles so, him. So we know he's donated before, if you know what I mean. Well, Travis hasn't, but this guy who's supposedly his... Uh, Grand, uh, no, his, uh, yeah, I don't know how it works. You'd have to talk about him about it, but I know he's very, very troubled with it, right? Well, uh, if, if, hold on, if a, if a doctor used Travis's, uh, DNA. No, not his DNA. Yeah. Oh, the doctor's own DNA. Yeah. Yeah. Impregnated his mother. And uh, several other women, okay? Oh, okay, so now I, I get it now. So the doctor impregnated Travis's mom, and that's how Travis yeah. was born. And right. now there's there's a good chance that doctor impregnated maybe 100 women. 200 and I'll tell you something. Or... Travis doesn't look anything like his brothers and sisters. Totally oh, wow. different. That would, wow. Yeah, that might be. Does he look like the doctor? The doctor was impregnating women. Yeah, but he impregnated Travis's mom, right? That's what he said. Yeah, and uh, but it wasn't. It was like artificial insemination. Right, 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 right. I got that part. But does Travis physically look like that doctor? He doesn't know. I mean, he's different. He's different from his brothers and sisters. Gotcha. Oh, so uh, he doesn't he know what the doctor he, he does, like. He does look a little bit like his brother Dwayne. He looked a lot like him, so it's probably was, both of, both of them. But uh, he's nothing like his brother Don or his brother. Uh, uh, I can't remember his name, but Don is definitely different. And uh, uh, Warner—that's his name, Warner. Warner has a, a big problem with. Uh, he's like one of these germaphobes. He won't touch, you know, hand. Uh, Right, right. Handle, handles like or anything. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's a lot different than than Travis. Wow, that's interesting. Uh, I mean, sometimes families do that. Even though most kids tend to kind of resemble each other, where in their parents, yeah. When, when, uh, 
when when Travis and I were going to college up at the NAU, okay, uh-huh. Warner lived in his dormitory. Now I, I didn't live with them, okay, but uh, Warner, you would go in there in their dormitory room, and, and and Travis showed me this. This is a long time ago, and uh, there would be like toilet paper, wadded up toilet paper that he would use to open the door with and close the door. Wow. With. Yeah, a, you know, a whole a whole stack of it in the closet. Wow, that bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, that bad. Wow. And I, and yeah, I, I, I've you know I've, I'm kind of a germaphobe, but I'm not that bad. I can still open doors and I have an issue with it. But uh, you know, it's it's like everything. You you tend to kind of like be a little bit more careful when it comes to like you know stuff these days. But uh-huh. yeah, I can, I can never picture being that kind of person and uh, being that afraid of just. Well, I, I told you about my my recent thing with in Safeway. They they were saying, "Why aren't you wearing a mask?" And I said, "Well, it's worse than that." And I went down there and licked the handle of the cart, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because I well, here, I haven't I haven't been sick with anything for years and years. I don't even know how long ago it was. But but here's the thing. This is I tell everybody this, especially religious folks. I'm like, what are you so afraid of? Yeah. You know, what's the worst they could have and you die? Well, you know, we're all gonna yeah. die anyway. Like Yeah. This is what I don't this is what I don't get about the the whole mask mandate and like people are so afraid. I'm like you realize that death is inevitable, right? We're all gonna die. That's right. That's right. And here's here's the kicker. You spend more time on this planet dead than you do alive. <laughs> That's right. Because I mean, once they lay you down on rest stop in existence, we we don't know where, you know. Right, uh, but let's say you get buried and you get the traditional funeral, right? Yeah, you're yep. buried for eternity. I mean, that's a long time, okay? That's, that's forever. Yeah. But you're only here for maybe 60 years if you're lucky, 70 if you're really lucky, 80, 90 if you're really lucky uh, to make it that far. Uh, 100 if you're like, you know, in perfect health. You'll probably live to be 200 knowing your health. Yeah. Uh, me, maybe 60, I'll be lucky. Uh, Travis, who knows? Because I know he's been in good health. Also, I don't know about recently, like you said, but uh, for I'm the most part, he's he's he is. Put it that way. <laughs> I'm six. I'm six, five and a half years older than he is, and he's starting to have memory prob- uh, memory problems. Sometimes he was on a show, you know, a radio show like Jeremy yeah. Scott here a month ago. He yeah, was yeah I noticed that. There's a couple was, of details that, like, yeah, you have to like, yeah, he, like he, help he, him couldn't, he couldn't remember. Yeah. I, on the other hand, I remember everything. <laughs> you know, I, just, I remember back when I was two years old. You know? <laughs> I really do. I mean, seriously. And I, I go know, out in the woods. I'll go out in the woods right now, and, and I could remember what I was doing that day, what I was thinking of, what I cut, uh, why. I mean, you, the whole shot. You know, I talk, we're talking 20, 30 years ago. No, here's the kicker. This is what interested me when I first started talking to you, and it's something that I didn't even know about, you know, until I, I started, uh, you know, getting to know you. Uh, when the event happened in, in the 70s, uh, you mentioned that, uh, you know, there was in the movie they featured you crying, and the people were like, oh, my God, he was, you know, so yeah. scared. And you're like, you know, you weren't crying because of that. You were crying because you knew they were going to, like, fix whatever they messed up then. And I, I, were, was, I was crying. Partly because of the emotion of the moment, you know. But part right. of it is because when we went back there, we all went back, not like in the movie. Right. Uh, 
uh, well, I was happy that uh, we didn't find him. Right. Yeah. We were going back there thinking we are going to find a charred dead corpse, you know, and yep. he wasn't there. Uh, so I broke down more out of joy than yeah. the, you know, the, the emotion of the moment. I mean, yes. <laughs> you know, Mike, I don't know if I told you this last time, I can't remember because, you know, my memory's not as good as yours, but uh, when I had Travis on, the first time I had him on a decade ago, um, I, we had a, a part of our conversation was where I said to him, I was like, what if, uh, you know, these beings that, you know, took you, um, you know, they, you know, I, from what I saw in the movie, from what I've read in the book, it doesn't seem like it was intentional. It seems like you walked into a situation and accidentally maybe you got yourself killed or really badly hurt. And what if they took you to fix you? And well, at that point, yeah. Travis is like, yeah, we've been kind of thinking that also, that that might have been the situation. And now he's come more and more into that yeah. kind of narrative. I had a guy tell me just two days ago, just two days ago, a guy says uh, he's, uh, something I've never heard before. What if you would have been too scared to stop? And you would have just kept, yeah. kept going. The incident wouldn't happen. I says. Wow, I said that is the first time anybody has ever said that, yeah. uh, and it is, you know. But of course, it happened the way it happened, okay. But what if what if I'd have been too scared or for any reason to have just kept Stop. going? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Travis would have never gotten out, and he's right. Yeah. That wouldn't have the the incident would not have happened. This is why, like I said earlier, nothing happens just by coincidence. Everything happens for a reason. What do you guys went through? happened because it was meant to happen and it was meant to expose whatever it is this conspiracy I don't believe in that I don't believe in that actually I'm, I'm a realist okay remember I'm a realist which means I'm slightly skeptical I'm probably half skeptical I'm, I'm just middle of the road I'm not biased okay I yeah no, I don't know but you gotta, you gotta admit though, I mean, it, it's not just a coincidence that you guys were there, the thing happened to be there, you guys ran up on it, Travis jumps out of the truck. I mean, it all seems like so, like, formulated to like an event that is meant to happen. As well, you know, kind of randomly happens, you know. None of us ever saw him abducted. We didn't see right. that. Right, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, no, you just saw well, him. Not, not, even a, not even a backwards glance, okay? Right. Which, by the way, he also said that he wasn't mad at you guys for leaving the scene, which, you know, he shouldn't be because you guys, I mean, you did the responsible thing. You had a crew to worry about, and, you know, you, you all right. were scared. Yes. And That's by the right. way, Steve, for your, our friend Steve, don't get, you know, mad because people, are, you know, have talked about you crying. I no, would I probably cry. I talked to him about that just this morning on the phone. I don't I said, know, the poor, the said, poor man's Steve, thinking so Steve, much over why is that? Why is that so big in your mind? What's the deal? He says, well, it's just not accurate. I says, well, so? You know? Uh -huh. Grown men can cry. Why yeah. are you so hooked on that, right? I says, you just need to quit doing that because it isn't that big of a deal. <laughs> I got well, that's, mad a, that's, a, that, that's surprising because I know he mentioned that uh, his uh, kids, I think, had seen it and they like they were like questioning him about it, and he was like, "Oh, I didn't cry." Uh, but here's the thing: even if you did cry, Steve, you know, like 
like you said, grown men cry. You know, that was a very traumatic event for anybody, especially he was the youngest That's one in right. the crew. Yeah. He didn't, you I know, cried. Wasn't I cried. For that. Yeah. yeah. I cried. After that, I cried. I cried during it. I cried later. I cried days later, you know. Uh, Hell, no you cried when deal. they found I mean, Travis. <laughs> when Travis came back, I'm sure you were crying tears of joy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You're probably thinking, finally, we're not going to go to prison for life. <laughs> and I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a guy, okay? I'm, a, I'm not a homophobe, but I'm a guy, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've kicked ass. I've never lost a fight, as a matter of fact. True story. Never happened. Uh, I'm an ass kicker. <laughs> I don't start a I don't start a fight. But well, you will kick times, the ass of the person. Yeah, you will. You will finish yeah. it. Right. And uh, Travis Walton and I have both boxed. Okay, in the ring, and yeah. he lost the fight. I never lost a fight. <laughs> and since then, I I actually did some cage fighting, which he doesn't even know about. And I, I the reason I quit right there was because I was hurting these guys. When did you do cage fighting? Was that like nineties, two thousands, or? Yeah, it was uh, about yeah about ten years ago. Wow, really? Yeah, you got. I mean, at that at your age, you got into a cage and you were physically well, like, destroyed. Well, it, it, it was down to Phoenix, okay, down to Phoenix, and uh-huh. I just felt like doing it, and so I did, and uh, I won two matches, but but I blooded the guys up. And, and I was worried about I was worried about it happening, you know, getting brained up because it's very brutal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I thought, no, I'm, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> you know, I mean, you, that uh, might have been your I, name. I, I, the the last fight that I had in, in the ring, I knocked uh-huh. the guy out, and he laid there wow. for like five minutes. And so I, I thought, man, I I don't want to do that anymore. And then I, and then that, I might, the that might have fight. been your calling in life, Mike. You might have missed your calling. You might have been supposed to be a, a cage fighter. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't meant to be any of that stuff. I did, I did <laughs> the uh, ring fighting because uh, because Travis coped me into it, right? <laughs> oh, no kidding. It was his idea? Yeah. I mean, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Uh, and he and, lost about, and, and he had a like a draw. I think I had a draw, too, one time, but. Uh, it was like a, a decision, you know, kind of a just, right. of course, a decision. They're always biased, right? Uh, I, I've, and I've never lost a, a street fight. I've never, ever lost a street fight. And I've had several. <laughs> you know? And still, you cried the night Travis was taken. So, Steve, yeah. come down. It's, it's not that bad. Yeah, it really just isn't. knock and, it off. Steve, yeah, and, and, I, and I like Steve. He's, yeah, I think Steve's a great guy, but he's like hung up on that, and, and it's really sad. Yeah, that's, that's right. Really, he like, is. Not, it's not a, like that's not even like an important thing in the historical aspect of yeah. it because any just, one of us would have been just there. Just right? on the phone. I, I told him, you know, Steve, just let it go. You know, yeah. he's like, well, I want it to be accurate. I says, well, so what? <laughs> let it go. <laughs> I mean, how cool is this? He got portrayed in a movie by the guy who played, you know, Elliot in E.T. Come on. Yeah. And they showed him in the movie, not crying, just very upset. And, right. and Steve, Steve Pierce uh, was portrayed in this, uh, what do you call it, the, the Travis documentary, right? Right, yeah. 
And uh, John Gallat said right there in the beginning of that Travis documentary, he says, probably the most upset there was Steve Pierce. So now, <laughs> yeah, and, and John Gallat said that in, in the Travis documentary. And now, now uh, you know, they're good friends. You know, John and Steve, of course, they're what you might call hot-smoking buddies. <laughs> yeah. They've both been truckers, you know. Or in fact, uh, John still is a trucker. Uh, Steve was. Uh, he isn't anymore. But I would call them, you know, weed smokers, pot-smoking buddies, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because even back during the when the when the incident happened that night, right? I didn't know this, but they were both they both had pot on them. You know, they both had it on them, and and they oh, wow. admitted to it, smoking it that day. You know, on break, right? <laughs> Lunch break. I didn't know that. <laughs> you learn a lot of things in time, right? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure if that would have been found out years ago, you might have lost your license for uh, hiring. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I was I would work for uh, Western Pine, uh, which was affiliated with Western Molding, Bob Gonzalez, you know, Western yeah. Pine. It was it was the job I was foreman, okay. <laughs> but I was also working on 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 a contract of my own. Uh, from the forest, so there was actually three separate jobs that we were doing that, at that time. Wow! <laughs> yeah, we were doing lopping, we were doing piling, and we were doing what they called thinning, which was, uh, you know, from from small up to nine inches in diameter. Right. And so in the movie, they portrayed it in the larger trees, right? Right, right. Yeah. Of course, the movie tries to exaggerate, right? Yeah, but, but you know, they, I, I, they, yeah, they kept the, it within that about the nine-inch diameter size, you know, which uh, you know it was accurate that with that, but uh, it screwed everything else up. <laughs> yeah, I, I've often, like I was, I was to say, I've often tried to get um, um, Mel Torme's son. Um, his name escapes me now. He's the writer of the movie. Um, oh, Tracy Torme. Tracy told me, yeah, Tracy. Yeah. I've often tried to get a hold of him to really get inside of it because I know he was rather upset when he saw the script changes that he was forced to make. And, well, uh, you know, they made Fire in the Sky more about me than they did Travis by far. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a natural progression, I think, because Travis' story is he gets out of the truck, gets hit, knocked out. He wakes up, vaguely remembers what's happening, he remembers very little, and then he wakes up again, and then the post event already is happening while well, you guys went through days of hell going through right. the uh, procedure right. of getting a lie detector test yeah. and you know I've, I've, the done a, I've done since uh, you know here a while back actually i did a a thing you know mentally and through my head with a stopwatch right i says right. travis i can't come up with more than two hours tops i says it, in reality it was more like 20 minutes hmm. and so he he agrees with me you know Two hours tops, 20, 20 minutes minimum. Yep. And yeah, that was that. that and he was, he was yeah. gone for five days and, and yeah. six hours. Yeah. No, it would make sense where well, your part would get top billing in the movie. And, uh, you know, anybody who's looking at it as a script writer would actually start that way as, you know, you would be the focus of the movie. Right. You're the, the crew chief. 
you're not the one that's taken for five days, so you you know you're the ones that everybody had their eye on. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure they thought you were the killer. You're Dallas. Uh, <laughs> you know, and with Dallas, you know, I'm pretty sure some of them like, well, come on, just look at the guy. Yeah. Uh, so I'm pretty sure you got a lot of that also. And, and he, poor guy, got a lot of that also from the uh, locals. But they all, like, yeah, well, it was an all star cast. An all star cast, yeah. yeah. Noble Wellingham, uh, you're on there. Yeah, uh, and, uh, I feel bad for my. He's like, he disappeared for a while. He passed away now, I think, right, Dallas? Uh, oh, yeah. He's been dead yeah. for about eight years. Yeah, yeah. But he just, Blaine, he, Blaine even Smith after the event, he disappeared. Dwayne Smith disappeared. died like, like two years before that. Yeah. But it's yeah. been like 10 years for Dwayne Smith. Yeah. There's what, only like the three of you left, right? You, Steve, and, uh, and Travis. Last well, week. Kenny's still around, but but he don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. He's been caught, yeah. put it that way. He's been seen. And... Uh, in fact, Jennifer Sign said that he went to uh, one of the showings of the the or the the forty first forty forty fifth anniversary showing of the Travis Whit movie documentary, right. right? And he he came ah, to one of those. It's been so long. Yeah. Well, that was uh, what uh, that was just months ago. November fifth, wow. this last year, two thousand twenty. Yeah. And she said and that they, Ken, Ken Peterson showed up to one. And he, he, well, he actually showed up. Missed uh, uh, the COVID. He actually went and uh, showed up to the event. Yeah, this oh, according wow. to Jennifer Stein. Now, as far as Travis knows, Ken has been spotted. That's all he said. Gotcha. I and, wonder why. I wonder why he's been so like uh, reluctant to like you know do more press or. I don't know. Uh, I don't stuff. know. I have no idea. I do know that he's in very very bad health. Okay. Oh, that would do it. In yeah. fact, the last I saw of him was six years ago, and he we were very close. I mean, he, I went to see him like practically every day, and he, in fact, uh, he got a check from this show called uh, to tell the truth. <laughs> you know, take off on the old television. Dorothy Kilgallen, you know, uh, and so, you know, they really use that. Travis supposedly flunked a lie detector test, okay? But I got to uh -huh. admit, it was, it was kind of a, kind of a, a lie detector was, test that was just was that, that, was that that game show? Because I saw a game show a few years ago where Travis got like everything correct except for like one question that they, they said he lied. Right, there. but it, was not a, it wasn't a game show. It was, it was just a show. It's called the, to tell the truth. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw based, that. I saw on, that. Yeah. Based on polygraph tests, right? Yes. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I saw that. Ken, Ken Peterson was on that show, Correct. and Travis's uh, um, daughter. Uh, yep. Uh, yeah. Anyway, he has two daughters. One's called Sierra, and the other's called uh, I can't remember. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, one, Sierra was on the show, and Ken Peterson was on the show, and yep. uh, and of course Travis and, and my sister was there. And uh, when Travis flunks the test, right, the last question, uh, Dana's her you drop, her mouth drops open and she keeps it there. I mean, yep. all the way through to the end of the show. 
Yeah, I and remember when tried, I watched that, yeah. Mike. I, I'm not even kidding when I when I saw that because I saw that you know years ago when they, when they first discovered that video, um, and I, I was floored. And you know, I did. I, I believed Travis from the beginning, but I believed him even more after watching that because of the expression on his face when they say yeah. he flunked that test. I have you know gone through exams myself, never lie detector, but. When I know that I did something right and they tell me that you're, you know, you're not qualified or this is wrong or whatever and you know you're right, there's a certain expression you automatically put when you know you're, you know, you're being lied on. And right. he had that exact expression like, are you effing kidding me? Like that right. expression, you know, like. Well, the only you know, thing like, about that show that pisses me off is that he didn't tell me about it. Because if I would have uh, gone on that show, uh, I would have been like a mainliner, and I would have passed every damn question. Yeah, but here's the thing. You might have kicked a host's ass for, like, making Travis look bad at the end there. Like, <laughs> it might have got, well, got dangerous yeah. there, Mike. <laughs> Travis has always tried to keep me out of his limelight, so to speak. Uh, he has, and uh, that's a fact. He was doing it all the way back during – in fact, he was invited up to Oregon, right? To film part of that, and he was in the in the church scene with uh, Robert Patrick, right? I mean, you re you can recognize him if you see if you know who he looks like, right? Yeah. And he was in that. Travis didn't tell me about going up there. Yep. Why? Why did he do that? He didn't want me in his limelight. That's right. Yeah. He didn't want me in his limelight. And, uh, now let's not let, let's not let's not besmirch Travis too much. You guys just ma made up, and I don't want to get into like another like. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, that's uh, just happens to be uh, the fact, okay? Yeah. Well. And uh, uh, he has kept a lot of big secrets from me. Which hopefully, that, hopefully that that ends now since you guys made that truth. And and again, I'm happy yeah. you guys you know made up and you know you worked things up. I talked I really to him would, just today. I talked to him I just really, today. Hours ago. I would I would have hated to see you guys uh, feud uh, you know going forward because I would that, for us who are you know on the outside that are you know maybe your friend his friend both of your friends or just fans of the of the incident or fans of the book or the movie that's like the worst case scenario for us because you know we're on the outside and we like we love both of you guys I mean you know you and Charles yeah. are, are well are I'm, I'm very basis. happy that uh, that we made up and, and uh, things yeah. are on the right track now. Uh, in fact, it would not have happened if I had to brought the, the whole thing to onto my page, right? And had these yeah. shows, you know. Uh, he he was he was forced to finally give in and and do what he has. He still hasn't given in. It's just we talked today for you know half an hour on the phone, and uh, it was all good and games, okay. <laughs> I'm happy we'll about see that. What we'll, see, we'll see what happens from here, okay? I was kind of iffy of bringing that up, but I'm happy you brought it up, and I'm happy you guys are, have worked things out because that, that's the best-case scenario for when it comes to uh, to the subject. Yeah. Uh, Mike, we're, we've been uh, on the air for a bit now. Let's uh, call it a night. But I, I want okay. uh, you know, I want people to understand that you are a busy man, and like you had that big interview a, a couple, uh, what a week or a couple weeks ago now. Uh, do you have anything else that you want to like uh, promote here going forward? Are you going to be in like any other big interviews or big events coming up? Uh, 
I will be co-hosting uh, Howard Petrie's show uh, here, I don't know when it will be, a week from now. That's, of course, cool. uh, I, I don't know when it will be. Is and, there a uh, network or a link for that? Uh, it'll, it'll be posted on my page. And, of okay. course, on... Of course, on Howard Petrie's uh, thing, you know. You know now, that's all I know. For those, for those who are interested in, in finding out more your page, of course, you can look them up by uh, checking out Mike Heston Rogers on Facebook, and uh, you know you can look up the uh, the timeline right there. And I'm sure you'll post that right. up like you do all the other stuff on there. It's really the yeah. easiest way to to get a hold of you. But sadly enough, it involves <clears throat> social media. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know, we, we have to live with it. Uh, sadly enough, but uh, Mike, uh, thank you for uh, being here with me, man. It's always a pleasure having you on and talking to you. And uh, hopefully, we well, we do this again you, recently. <laughs> yeah, and 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 I, and I know you mean that in a very straight hetero way. Yes, I do. <laughs> you you are a very special guy to me. Really, uh, we're two. We're very much alike. <laughs> You're a little more into the paranormal than I am, but. Uh, Yes, you're a very straight talker, at least with me, <laughs> and, uh, and I, I very much be. enjoy being here. I appreciate I that. I appreciate like that. It. I just uh, wish that Skype would have worked so that I could sound like it normally do. <laughs> no, you know, you know we, we, I think it, it'll uh, be decent enough uh, for folks. Uh, I mean, I haven't had too many complaints. I've had a lot of people like mad that they can't get on the Skype to talk to you because they're like. Dude, last time we had no warning. Now we knew for days he was going to be on. We want to talk to Mike. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Send your hate mail to info at Microsoft.com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, Howard Petrie is on Zoom. And oh, that cool. worked a whole lot better. It really did. Yeah. No, I've been, I've been experimenting with Zoom also. The, the one thing that Zoom... Uh, still doesn't really have as reliable as phone call, uh, yeah. from just regular people that want to call in through landlines or whatever. Uh, it doesn't really like have that. If they had that, game yeah. over. Well, I'll tell you something. Uh, voice is better, along with the video, of course. But, yeah, of course, uh, yeah. That, that, I, I never had call-ins at all when I was on KGRA. Oh, no kidding. Really? Never, never had it. As big as KJ deliberately, deliberately, deliberately. Oh, well, okay. I was going to say. No, I, it was me. I didn't want it because I want. I wanted the guest uh, to be, uh, you know, do the talking, and I would fill yeah. in. You know, just ask questions. I, I didn't like video, and I didn't like call-ins. Video creates problems. I mean, sure, I got a beautiful face and all that, you know, but. <laughs> It doesn't work for everybody. A lot of people complain about it because they're not good looking enough, you know. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> uh, Guilty. So I didn't over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I you mean, know, I, had, but, I, I, I had a lot of I had a lot of people on my show that said, "Well, I don't want to be on video," you know. I said, "Okay, yeah, fine," yeah. you know. Uh, I was fine with it, but you know, I had a camera and all that stuff. I don't right now because my son borrowed it. <laughs> He took it somewhere else, and he won't give it back to me. Anyway, I mean, I, I well, could go get, get another. I go get another. When you get, when you get that book advancement, I'm sure you could afford another camera or 
several. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely. I mean, I could now. It's just a matter of uh, doing it right. I've been very busy lately, very busy. And uh, by the way, my nice Patreon page. On the show. <laughs> Do what? Get my own page. No, I'm saying my what? Patreon page. Hint, hint. Wink, wink. Uh, so you get, uh, so you get, you know, like, uh, slip me some of that, uh, advanced money to the Patreon. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you something. <laughs> like, like you said, like you said, if you ever need a chubby Cuban to help you with anything, you let me know, brother. I'm there for oh, you. Oh, chubby Cuban, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, that character here, character that's on your, there looks good. <laughs> well, you, you know, that actually was drawn by, uh. Uh, well, it depends on which one. There's a couple of different ones. The one that has me in the cape or me in the little alien. That was done by <laughs> yeah. that was done that was done by uh, world famous Dennis Reno, who uh, oh. he has the he's the UFO cartoonist. Well, I can do a and, hell of a lot better job than that. <laughs> well, I wouldn't doubt you. I I seen your work and, and I saw some of your work and I'm like, come on, Mike, that's I, a real I, thing. I, I can do anything. I can do cartoons. I can I can do photo. Yeah. I can do photographs. I can do a photograph of you <laughs> however you want it, okay? Mike, you showed me a piano that I swore was a real piano, and you're like, that was art. I did that myself. Yes, that's right. With paint, uh, I, I, not I, I in the Photoshop. Do a, I, 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 I don't want to brag, but I'm good. <laughs> no, you don't need to brag. I can, do, I can do it for you. I've seen some of your work. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah it, it, it's, kind, it's any there. kind of artwork, any kind of artwork. You know, anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty amazing, uh, the talent that this man has over here. That's why he's called the realist, the folks, because, you know, he, uh, and that's he is what, what he I, is. Yeah, and I, that carries it into my artwork. That, you know, I can do anything from fine art to cartoons, anything, anything. It just doesn't matter. All the way to photographs. Or at least and, photorealistic that looks like photographs. Yeah, what got me was, and I didn't even know this until I was told that you actually, like, you know, we said it on the last show, you did the book cover for the, for the Walton Experience, uh, that has yes, the famous shot of Travis falling back and the UFO in front of him. Right. And I, and yeah. I did the book cover for Natural Illusions, which is pretty spectacular. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Anyway. And now you're doing your own book. That's awesome. Finally. Well, I actually did one before. Okay, but I never advertise it. I never advertise it because I did it just for Travis to get his attention. But, because yeah, he's always yeah. he's all he's always told me way back. He said, uh, "In fact, the Walton Experience, which was my title, and yeah. I wrote part of that book. And I didn't write the whole thing. I just gave him. I wrote part of it, and he took it from there. And because it broke this uh, writer's block he had. Okay." <laughs> And uh, he's always been a one-fingered typist. My sister Dana typed both books. Okay, uh, I could have wrote it, <laughs> but I didn't. Anyway, uh, well, it would make okay. sense though that he will go to you for most of the story. I mean, you lived most of the event that he didn't get to witness or see. So yeah, that's right. You do, you need the person to fill in the gap who was there and saw the things from the other side of the of the perspective. Right, exactly. So, and I've always been a good writer. It's just he. He never wanted back at the back at the time we were doing the fire. I mean the the Walton experience, right? He was telling yeah. me they don't need they don't need any any artists. They don't need any pictures. They don't need us. 
okay. Well, <laughs> I did several for the Walton Express. And guess what? They only paid him $3,000 for, for the writing. They paid me wow. 5000 for the illustrations. Wow. That's amazing. And that, well, began, I'm sure, that, that, that began his jealousy. Of me, okay? But that was upfront money, though. That wasn't like the residual after the sales. Because I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he made pretty good. You know, took a change after the uh, money well, started he, coming in. No, no. That book sold. Uh, the Walton Experience sold fifty thousand copies in a month's time, and right. then they quit. And we know why they quit because Phil Class had put the fear of God in them. Yep. This, this is a hope. This is a hope. This is a hope. So, you know, Berkeley books, uh, just let it go after a month. It could have gone on. It, it sold 50,000 yep. copies in, in one month's time. That's, that's the absolute fact. Yeah, yeah. It okay. would have been a bestseller. And, and, been a, and a, a all, best all Travis, all Travis ever got was $5,000. I mean, $3,000. That's it. Wow. But they paid me, they paid me $5,000, one lump sum. Now, Charles did release uh, like an updated version of the book. I'm pretty sure he did okay there. I mean, which one? Uh, it's been a couple of revised, updated versions, right, over the years. If you're talking about the Walton Experience, there was only one. No, there was well, it was the same book. He just they re-released it or something like that. It was uh, years ago. I saw like a, uh, like no, uh, it, it was a copy. It was a copy. It was a cheap knockoff thing. Oh, okay, okay. So there was, Charles, there was only one. Yeah, there was only one. I have copies of it right here. The one. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, the original. Now the next book that came along was done by Marlowe and Company, which was Fire in the Sky. And so that, Travis came, any... that, that came after the movie. So yeah, that's the one. So Travis didn't like uh, cash in on that at all. Uh that Fire in the Sky sold. Fewer copies than, than the Walton Experience, okay? Wow. Uh, it sold something like uh, 20,000 20, copies, okay? Uh, but that uh, didn't work out too well. And the reason it didn't is because the book was written more to make Travis out to be a hero. He wrote it, so he made it like... To, uh, in fact... Uh, some of the uh, what do you call them? critiques that I've seen, uh -huh. were, you know, it, it's just a it's just a continual brag. That's what it was. What's been said about it is a continual brag, and and the movie Fire in the Sky was based on the Walton experience. Right. Originally, until they went in and they butchered the uh, the abduction right. portion of it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that and the you know mixed characters together to make one character out of three and right, the sheriff right. and all these yeah, I mean there there were so many things in there and I told Travis I was like man I really hope you you get to redo this because the book well, is better than the, the movie yeah fire in the sky he did a, a like I say the original it only called, sold around twenty thousand copies right it was hardcover and then they changed it to soft cover. It didn't do much better. Okay, <laughs> it didn't right. do much better. Okay, it sold a few more thousand copies. That's it. Okay, ten years ago, Travis got the rights back from Marlowe, and he self-published. He self-printed. Okay, self-published. Okay, 
That was 10 years ago. Since that time, I have no idea what he sold, but I know it's a lot, okay? He sold a lot. Yep. And, and he claims that he has an agreement from me for the use of my copyrighted illustrations. I never, ever signed any such agreement. The only agreement that exists there uh, is between the publisher and him and me and John White. Okay. And that was – I was – to get 35%, okay? Right. <laughs> That's the only agreement that he is. I've never given him any other, other anything since then. And, I, and there's never been an agreement between me and Jennifer Stein for the use of my copyright illustrations in that movie, Travis movie. Wow. The well, only agreement it, at least it looks now. Well, I was going to say, at least now it looks like, you know, going forward, you're going to be well compensated for, like, the future stuff that's going to happen, so. Well, it's going to be, I'll guarantee you that. Because <laughs> yeah. I've told him, you know, if you don't, if you don't buckle under, if you don't agree with me, if you don't get with me on all this stuff, which he has just today tentatively agreed, okay, uh, I'll dump the whole thing. I mean, I will. And he knows I'm serious. Yeah, no, I don't believe you. No, that's, that's what we're all scared of. We're like, oh, man. If, you know, we know that you're not going to start saying, oh, it was all a lie, because, you know, we, we know what happened. But we were all worried that you and him were going to start, like, this feud. And, uh, you know, we, the, the, the fans and supporter of, of the the incident, you know, you guys, well, we don't want I did that. All we that. want you guys to be good, that, you know. I did all that stuff deliberately just to get I know. to quit, okay? Yeah, I know, I know. Just to get him to this point, okay, <laughs> and he has finally given in. Because here, about four days ago, I finally said, all of a sudden, I shocked him with it. And I said, okay, meet with me, and it'll all be better. Just you meet with me, and we can be friends again. So that's what's happening. I'm happy about that. That see that that brings a smile to my night in my face. Very good. <laughs> It does I tomorrow. It was, of course, I, I've always been happy. I've always been happy through all this. I thought I, I thought I was going to have a bad night when Skype started acting up and, and double billing me and all this crazy stuff. Oh, but that's, see, we're, we're going to end the show on, on a we're going to end the show on, on a good note. We're going to end on, on a happy note. You and Travis are, are friends and are, are going to stay that way. Oh, that's I'm going to make it stay that way. Put it that way. <laughs> there you go. You're a good man. Mike, you're a good man, man. Thank you so much for for being with me here and uh, and taking a a heck of a long time on the show. You know, I, I know that uh, you you Let's want do it to again do, uh, when Skype works, okay? You know, you know what I'm saying. No, I, I want to, you know, like like I've told you, I want to have you on as much as possible because you're a good man to talk to and uh, just shoot the breeze with. You know, like yeah, uh, we'll get you know, it, we'll get it's not like yeah, it, it's it, it's you know, sad for some of my listeners who wanted to chime in tonight. I apologize to them, but. You know, it's always fun to just have a conversation with, you know, you and just sit back and kick it like we did tonight. So yeah. it's been a lot you of bet. fun. Well, thank you, Angel, my angel. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a great man, Mike. And uh, we'll be talking again, so we'll have you back on the show here real soon, sir. Okay. All right, Angel. Good night. You have, you Good have night, yourself everybody. a great night, brother. All right. There you go, folks. That is the world-famous Mike. Heston Rogers, and uh, lovely, lovely to have him on the show here tonight with us. And, uh, you know, somebody who, again, I've been uh, a big supporter of and a fan of, and I love the fact 
that he and Travis have finally worked things out. And uh, you know, I was kind of iffy on bringing that up uh, tonight, but I'm glad that uh, you know he brought it up and we were able to get to that and, and discuss that part of it. Uh, the show went on a little bit longer than expected because of the uh, tech issue we had, but thank you all for joining and spending your uh, night here with us. And uh, you know, we'll be back on Sunday with a big show coming up, and of course, Kate at eight, and uh, we have Mitch coming in at one. Uh, in the uh, in the morning, uh, which will be Monday morning, you know, uh, Eastern time. So, uh, guys, till Sunday. This is uh, Angel Espino. This is the Angel Espino show, and you were inside the Jackal's head during the uh, whole segment with Mike Heston Rogers. And uh, until this uh, Sunday, we will close the drawbridge, close the doors, close the spaceship, close the mind, but we gotta stay focused on one reality. Stay alive, stay healthy, stay kung flu free.